You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpal965.com. It's 25 till. Welcome back to America in the Morning. Moving up the eastern seaboard, Tropical Storm Fay, the sixth named system of the Atlantic hurricane season. AccuWeather.com meteorologist Dan Patanowski has more on Fay, but first, a look at what else is happening around the nation. There'll be an area of strong to severe thunderstorms that can develop across the northern plains today as a frontal boundary is moving from west to east out of eastern Montana into the Dakotas later today. Watch out for some severe thunderstorms developing in central and western North and South Dakota by Friday afternoon into Friday evening. This could include cities such as Rapid City and Bismarck. Some strong gusty winds, heavy downpours, and hail will be possible in these thunderstorms. Much of the rest of the Rockies into the western United States looking dry today with high pressure in control. Southern and central plains also dry with seasonable levels of heat and humidity for Dallas northward into Oklahoma City and Wichita. Moving into the southeast today, uh, typical levels of warmth and humidity with scattered showers and thunderstorms across much of the deep south and Florida. And that corridor of showers and thunderstorms will extend northward as well into to the Ohio and Tennessee valleys, also the eastern Great Lakes. So Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Columbus, Ohio, Detroit. There can be numerous showers and thunderstorms around today, some of which can contain some heavy downpours. Another major story today is Tropical Storm Faye moving northward along the eastern seaboard. That's going to bring some gusty winds and heavy rainfall to parts of the Jersey Shore, Delmarva, eastern Pennsylvania, and even New York City by later today. That's the nation's weather. I'm AccuWeather.com meteorologist Dan Pedanowski. It was on this date in 1973 the Bahamas gained their independence from British rule. 23 before the hour, playing the skins and musical twins on the Hollywood Minute coming up a little later. First, this is America in the Morning. I'm John Trout. Coronavirus cases are surging at at least 33 states now. Hospitalizations have hit record levels in at least 12 of those states. Whitney Wilde has more on the story. 149 deaths. It's the highest number of coronavirus deaths reported in California since the pandemic hit. Florida also breaking records. Nearly 9,000 new cases and 120 deaths. Despite this, Disney World reopened to annual pass holders on Thursday. Dr. Fauci says Florida reopened too early. Certainly Florida, I know, you know, I think jumped over a couple of checkpoints. For over a month now, Arizona has led the nation with the highest average new cases per 100,000 people. Texas also reporting its highest number of coronavirus deaths in a single day. Now the World Health Organization is releasing new details on how coronavirus spreads in a report released Thursday, which says through direct, indirect, or close contact with infected people through infected secretions such as saliva and respiratory secretions or through their respiratory droplets. It really is the perfect storm and an infectious disease in public health persons' worst nightmare. It's a spectacularly transmissible virus. The efficiency with which this transmit is really striking. At the White House, I'm Whitney Wilde reporting.
It's 21 till yesterday's Supreme Court decision is going to make it easier for Congress to look into our current and future president's personal affairs. Jim Bohannon takes it from here. The Supreme Court has issued a couple of rulings, a couple of seven to two rulings. And interestingly enough, the Trump nominees, Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh, agreed with the outcome in each cases, something that uh, the man who appointed them uh, does not necessarily agree with. Uh, let's talk to Alan Sanders, a former attorney and uh, Time Magazine senior reporter, now professor of political science at St. Peter's University in Jersey City, New Jersey. Is there a mixed message here, or is there a clarity that may not immediately come to mind? Well, uh, I think it's pretty uh, clear, actually. That is to say, uh, the Supreme Court hewed close to precedents and upheld uh, the notion that the president is not above the law and does not have absolute immunity from uh, criminal prosecutions, whether they be federal or state. Uh, and therefore, uh, in the uh, Trump versus Vance case, um, uh, the prosecutor there should be free to pursue his subpoenas. Um, it was also hewing to precedents in the case of congressional investigations, saying that congressional investigations are fully proper and and um, uh, wide uh, uh, immunity for the president is not proper, but nonetheless, uh, fishing expeditions are also not proper for uh, the Congress. So in that sense, it was pretty clear, and it was a win for the Constitution. But in terms of obtaining those tax uh, forms and those tax returns uh, before the election, that was a political win for the president, because uh, resolving these issues under the principles that the, the court announced uh, will take weeks, will take months, and probably years. And so um, uh, this was all sent back down to the lower courts to handle, and uh, so it's unlikely likely those tax returns will surface uh, publicly before uh, the election. Well, I have long publicly supported the notion that uh, uh, candidates for public office should make tax returns available, something which, uh, as you pointed out, probably would require a constitutional amendment in that it would be an additional qualification uh, to assume an office. Uh, but having said that, there is no such uh, constitutional or uh, legislative requirement uh, currently. And so uh, the, the mere withholding per se does not uh, break a law or defy the Constitution, does it? No, it does not, and uh, that's why President Trump uh, withheld those tax documents going into the election, and he still continues to withhold them. There's no constitutional requirement or legal requirement that he do so, uh, and uh, really the question is therefore left up to the voters. Do they care? Do, does it matter? Um, and, uh, you know, as, as I have often said, uh, the voters are the ultimate check and balance, and so it depends on how they feel about it and whether they believe those documents should be voluntarily revealed. Uh, what did uh, Congress not do? Apparently they did not to cross their T's and uh, and dot their I's, just as a recent Supreme Court ruling indicated the administration did not cross their T's and dot their I's regarding deferred action for childhood arrivals. In this case, what did Congress not do correctly in the view of the Supreme Court regarding trying to g obtain access to the president's financial records? Well, basically, it came down to two requirements. The uh, court said that Congress has to be pursuing a very specific legislative purpose, so it could not engage in a broad fishing expedition against the president or indeed against any citizen. Uh, and secondly, uh, those uh, requests for information must be specific and no broader than necessary to support uh, the legislative purpose that Congress is seeking uh, to pursue. So those are the two broad um, elements. There are some other elements, but those are the key points. And uh, the court felt that the Congress had not made that clear. Uh, 
and therefore sent it back down to the lower courts um, and leaves it open to Congress to pursue, again, uh, the tax returns, but again, uh, subject to the requirements the Supreme Court has laid out. Whether it does so or doesn't do so, we'll have to wait and see, but my guess is we're going to get right into the election cycle, and it's unlikely that Congress will launch, again, an investigation before the election. Interestingly enough, in his comments in the case, uh, Justice Clarence Thomas, uh, who is uh, a man who is uh, generally known, I suppose, to side with a, a conservative perspective, offered the view that that uh, one of the potentially uh, viable legislative purposes that might be used to pursue this information would be the impeachment process. I was surprised to hear the uh, I word again uh, after all these many months. Well, that's right. The Constitution provides for impeachment, and the Congress could say, well, we need this information for impeachment purposes. But we've learned uh, uh, recently, of course, with the recent impeachment proceedings, but throughout history, that the whole process is extremely cumbersome, it's extremely political, and essentially it doesn't result in any uh, meaningful outcome except recriminations and political um, uh, arguments. Um, so impeachment, from my uh, from my reading of it, is really a dead letter, and what we're left with are the usual political uh, maneuvers and political leverages that the Congress and the President, uh, uh, you know, pull or push against each other. And that's uh, what the con what, that's what the court basically said, by the way, in the congressional uh, investigation case. It said that most of these cases historically have been resolved uh, through negotiation, through compromise, through argumentation um, uh, between the President and the Congress. And the court said that's the way it really should be handled. It shouldn't really come to the courts, but if it does come to the courts, then the parameters that the courts set down, in which I mentioned to you earlier, um, is what should govern. And in the prosecutorial and judicial arena, uh, it would seem that, that one of the more uh, uh, practical applications, I guess, if you will, of this ruling might have to do uh, with those who want to uh, find out more about uh, uh, the president paying alleged hush money uh, to uh, one uh, Stormy Daniels uh, and whether that enters into the realm of, uh, of anything illegal on the part of the president, uh, for that matter, uh, blackmail on the part of uh, Stormy Daniels. Well, that's right, and uh, we'll have to wait and see how um, the evidence uh, plays out and how the prosecution wants to pursue it in the Trump versus Vance case. But one thing that needs to be clear is that um, that case is a state case, um, and any violations of law that are uncovered by the evidence would be violations of state law, not federal law. And so one has to go and take a look at the uh, statute books of New York to figure out um, what uh, those might be, and we'll only know that uh, if uh, that case uh, uh, proceeds and reaches the point where a grand jury hands down an indictment. Alan Sanders, professor of political science at St. Peter's University in Jersey City, New Jersey. 16 till turns out face masks are proving to be more effective than ever. Morning sports and more when America in the Morning continues after these messages. enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Met over 40, is your body feeling soft and not as lean? Are you losing your energy, drive, or even your passion? If so, you could be feeling the loss of growth hormone. The reality is, as early as 25, your natural production of GH begins to significantly slow down, which means you start slowing down. Well, listen to this. New GH Boost from Nugenics is the world's first and only non-prescription supplement that safely supercharges your body's GH production at night when it naturally occurs. Clinical studies show the ingredients in 
and GH Boost can increase your body's own GH levels more than 100% in just the first 90 minutes. And right now, Nugenics is letting every man in America try a complimentary two-week sample by texting ACTIVE to 321321 now. Get GH Boost and get your swagger back at the gym and in the bedroom. It's killing it at GNC, but you can only get your sample by texting ACTIVE to 321321. That's A-C-T-I-V-E to 321321. Text ACTIVE to 321321. This is why you work so hard to pay the mortgage. Because home is more than four walls and a roof. It's that port swing on a summer night. It's pajamas with feet and everybody over for Sunday dinner. And that old stuffed chair in the living room you just can't get rid of. This is why you work a second job. This is why you learn to fix things yourself so you could save on repairs. Because home is your place, your memories, your family sleeping in their own beds at night. And that is why we want to help. We are making home affordable, a free government resource that can make paying the mortgage easier. And now even more options are available. Call 888-995-HOPE today. That's 888-995-HOPE. Or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov. Good night, Mama. This is why. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council. It's 13 before the hour. This is America in the Morning. Black Lives Matter murals have been painted in cities across the nation, even near the White House. Steve Kastenbaum tells us now another Trump residence has the yellow letters outside the windows. Trump Tower in New York. After a delay for a few days, Mayor Bill de Blasio followed through on his promise. Early Thursday morning, road crews blocked off Fifth Avenue by Trump Tower and outlined the letters on the street surface spelling out Black Lives Matter. Later in the day, some community activists grabbed paint rollers and filled in those letters with bright yellow paint. The mayor pitched in. When I announced that we would be doing this here, President Trump said that we would be denigrating the luxury of Fifth Avenue. Let me tell you, we are not denigrating anything. We are liberating Fifth yes, Avenue. Yes. Some people criticized the mayor for doing this. They said he risked angering President Trump at a time when New York is in need of federal aid because of the impact of coronavirus on the economy. He shook off those concerns. Black Lives Matter, there is no more American statement. There's no more patriotic statement. Because there is no America without black America. The windows of Trump Tower now look down onto the giant Black Lives Matter slogan on the avenue below. It's the Trump Organization's flagship building, housing both the company's offices and the president's condo, although New York City is no longer his official primary residence. A handful of Trump supporters showed up and heckled those painting the Black Lives Matter slogan. Among those who were painting the letters were some of the Central Park Five. They were the black and Hispanic men who were arrested as teenagers and wrongly convicted in the highly publicized attack on a woman who was jogging in Central Park in 1989. After that attack, Donald Trump took out a full-page ad in several newspapers calling on New York to adopt the death penalty. Steve Kastenbaum, New York. 11 till now. Findings from two studies about masks and face coverings suggest they are more effective than first thought. 
Jim Roop has details. As it is with all science, we've learned more. Dr. Dean Bloomberg is chief of pediatric infectious diseases and an associate professor at the University of California at Davis, where one of the studies was conducted. Due to, certain, due to research and uh, additional scientific evidence. He says masks and face coverings provide two-way protection. And now we know not only wearing a mask prevents the person wearing the mask to transmit to others, but wearing the mask protects the person who's wearing it. So the wearer of the mask, even the standard rectangular surgical masks, wearing those will decrease the risk of infection to the person wearing the mask by about 65%. It's a barrier at the very least, which means you're a lot less likely to inhale a droplet from an infected person if you're wearing something covering your nose and mouth. And of course, if you're infected, wearing a mask makes it a lot less likely you'll infect anyone. Both this study and the one done out of Oxford University say, however, a barrier in people wearing the barrier is the confusing guidance. For one, guidance on masks has changed more than once. And people have heard the science concerning them is inconclusive. But these show face coverings are effective in protecting the wearer and those around them. Dr. Bloomberg says, however, those masks we see people wear with a one-way valve in them, not two-way protection. In fact, they don't offer the kind of protection masks were originally supposed to provide as they do stop particles from going in. But the valve means that all that person is exhaling is unfiltered air. And so any of those masks with the valve will protect the person wearing the mask and will provide no protection to any contact. He calls those masks selfish. Bottom line, all other masks do double duty in stopping the spread of the virus. I'm Jim Roop. Nine till. Here's your Friday sports update with Robert Workman. The next wave of change to sweep over college athletics has begun. A day after the Ivy League canceled all of its sports this fall, the Big Ten announced it will only play within its conference for fall sports, including football. The conference says this allows greater flexibility for adjusting operations. It also limits long-distance travel while ensuring universal virus testing. New schedules will be released soon. Football expected to have a 10-game slate. Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren says they will follow the best advice of medical experts, but that they are also prepared not to play if circumstances dictate. The ACC announced it will delay the start of all fall sports until September 1st. That doesn't affect football, which does not begin until September 5th. SEC officials will meet next week, though no plans for schedule changes have been announced. NBA training in Orlando, the first full-scale practices yesterday. The hometown Magic, the first team to take the court. The Nets, with three open roster spots due to positive virus tests, are close to filling those. They signed forward Michael Beasley, now in the league-mandated quarantine. He must test negative for six straight days to be cleared to practice. If that happens, Brooklyn will be his eighth team in 12 NBA seasons, though Beasley would also have to serve a five-game suspension for violating the association's drug policy last year. They also agreed to terms with rookie forward Dante Hall, who played for the Pistons earlier this season. Guard Jamal Crawford finalized his contract and entered quarantine Thursday. Golf, the PGA in Dublin, Ohio, for the Workday Charity Open. Colin Morikawa fired a 7-under 65 for a one-stroke lead after the first round. Next week's Memorial Tournament will also be held at Muirfield Village. Jack Nicklaus founded the tournament and designed the course, but no one has won it more than Tiger Woods. And yesterday, the five-time champion tweeted that he will be there next week, his first official event since February. Soccer, MLS's back tournament in Orlando. Philadelphia topped NYCFC 1-0 and New England Edge Montreal 1-0. One match tonight, Seattle Sounders and San Jose earthquakes nascar cup series roars into kentucky on sunday nhl lindy ruff is the new head coach of the devils new jersey one of seven teams that missed the playoffs this year and the nhl players vote on return to play protocols and a four-year extension of the cba expected to be completed today that's friday sports it's seven before the hour
social media giant gets its users Twitter-pated when America in the Morning continues after these messages. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the impact of coronavirus and the upcoming election, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text the word money to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trend changes with up to 87.4% accuracy. That's right, 87.4%. Text the word money to 411411 to get what you need to stay ahead of market trends and better protect yourself from sudden downturns. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. No more guessing when to stay or when to get out. Text MONEY to 411-411 and we'll send you a link to our free demo. Text MONEY to 411-411 so you can better protect your hard-earned capital with Vantage Point. Don't wait. Text the word MONEY to 411-411. Go to VantagePointSoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. Whoa. The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's huge! Is the moment I knew that for him. You can't even see the top of that thing. Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go, like hiking, biking, fishing, or camping. Or do your own thing when you get there with family and friends. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. That's discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. It's four till now. Your Friday edition of the Hollywood Minute has just arrived. Here's David Daniel. Subversive stuff. Marilyn Monroe was the first actress to prove that nudity does not destroy a career, can even help a career. And then Jane Mansfield was right behind her. Skin, a history of nudity in the movies, goes from silent films to the censorship era to the push for gender equality in movies today. The documentary delves into the changes in moral codes and cinematic culture over the decades. It debuts on demand August 18th. Nora Jones does double duty in her latest music video. Flame Twin is from the singer-songwriter's latest album, Pick Me Up Off the Floor. Jones has been busy during the lockdown, playing regular live mini-concerts on her Facebook page. I can teach you how to play drums in about two minutes. Learn to play percussion from none other than Sheila E. The legendary drummer is the latest celebrity instructor for the online education site Masterclass. You can learn from the queen of percussions at masterclass.com. Keeping the beat in Hollywood, I'm David Daniel.
It's three before the hour. Twitter has been teasing its users about the addition of an edit button to the social media platform. But it may not be anything to tweet about just yet, as we learn from Scott Carr. For years, Twitter has resisted calls from its 330 million or so users to let them edit their tweets after they're posted. Where's my edit button? I wish I had an edit button. Twitter needs an edit button. That's all we're asking for is just to edit a little bit. You can change your telephone number. In an apparently sarcastic tweet last week, Twitter itself quipped, you can have an edit button when everyone wears a mask. Retweeted almost half a million times in less than a day, that sparked widespread debate about what the company meant. Such a tease. You're a tease. I'm not a tease. Sure you are. Twitter has yet to elaborate, but has clarified that everyone means, well, everyone. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey's acknowledged an edit feature would be beneficial, but addressed the issue this way last November. Can we get that edit button in 2020? The answer is no. I'm Scott Carr. America in the Morning for Friday, July 10th, 2020 is produced by Tom DeLac, senior producer Kevin Delaney. I'm John Trout, Westwood One News. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Okay, so five tacos of cheese and a large soda, that's $10,012. Please drive around. Wait, 10,000 what? It's obvious you're buzzed and driving. I've only had a few, I'm fine. Yeah, the food's 12 bucks, but getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Please drive around. Actually, just park and come in. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We're working for you around the clock to keep you informed. We are KDMS home for news and talk. KPEL FM Brokerage, Lafayette. The cases keep going up. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. At least 60,000 new coronavirus infections in the U.S. for the second day in a row. Some reports say 65K as deaths rise to 120 in Florida, more than 100 in Texas for the first time. After months of doing nothing other than predicting the virus would disappear, or maybe if you drank bleach, you may be okay. Trump has simply given up. The president's Democratic challenger, Joe Biden, in Pennsylvania, where he also unveiled a Buy American plan. The president fired back. Fox's Rachel Sutherland has more live. Dave, President Trump claims increased testing is leading to a higher number of coronavirus cases. Telling Fox's Sean Hannity. With all of these tests that we're doing all over the country, test, everybody test, pull up parking lots, everything else. What we've done is we've created a tremendous number of cases. He also took shots at Joe Biden, saying he's been brainwashed by what he called the radical left, adding the country will suffer and stock markets will crash if he's elected. Dave. Rachel, there are more mask requirements across America in some cities and some states. Many stores, Starbucks now making it mandatory, and there's research backing up wearing a mask. Your risk of catching COVID-19 is cut by some 65%. 
This new study conducted by researchers at UC Davis found that social distancing and being outdoors are also helpful for staying clear of the small particles because research suggests the coronavirus does in fact exist in the air. Fox's John Saucier, tropical storm is closing in on the Jersey Shore. Fake it hit later today up to eight inches of rain in some areas. For storm surge, there could be some minor flooding along the coastline across New Jersey, New York, and maybe coastal Connecticut. John Cangelosi at the National Hurricane Center. Divers will be back in California's Lake Piru this morning. Looking for Naya Rivera, the actress known for the TV show Glee, presumed drowned after swim Wednesday. America's listening to Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Thanks for waking up with us on this Friday morning. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick. Lane Domek of Lafayette has been charged with attempted second-degree murder following a shooting that happened yesterday in the 600 block of Rim Road. Lafayette Police Sergeant Wayne Griffin says the victim is in the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Domek sits in Lafayette Parish Jail as the investigation continues. The man known as Mr. Mardi Gras died last month, and the Superdome will honor him with lights. WDSU-TV in New Orleans reports the exterior of the iconic Superdome will be lit in purple, green, and gold as Blaine Kern is remembered. He died at the age of 93. Now, the Kern family, synonymous with Mardi Gras in Louisiana, the company now handles floats and drivers for most parades in the New Orleans area. His son, Barry, sits at the helm of the business that builds everything from movie sets to theme park characters to the iconic Chick-fil-A cows that you could see at various restaurants around the country. In fact, at Mardi Gras World in New Orleans, there's even a room of Chick-fil-A cows ready to be shipped out. He will be missed. If you're interested in being tested for COVID-19 because you have symptoms, a mobile testing site will start up today. The testing will be set up as a drive-through test, and it's a free test. If you want to use this site to get a COVID test, you do not need to register, but that will mean you will have a longer wait. You can click on the website, www.doineedacovid19test.com. You'll then need to select Louisiana and then choose Cajun Field, which is mobile number three. LSU's Pennington Biomedical Research Center is developing a smartphone app aimed at making it easier for consumers to stick to their diet plans and gauging calorie consumption. Kevin Barnhart has more. Cut one. It's called the Portion Size app, and it's not available in the App Store quite yet, but it could soon be used as a tool in helping those that need to manage their weight. Co-principal investigator Dr. Corby Martin. We hope to get a quick and accurate estimate of what people actually eat. And importantly with this app, the user or the person who's trying to manage their weight or see what, what and how much food they're eating, they'll get instant feedback. If the app proves to be accurate, it will move on to be available to researchers and clinicians. How long before it ends up in the app store is to be determined. I'm Kevin Barnhart. The Louisiana Federation of Teachers is asking that state-mandated face mask usage while on school campus be put into place instead of the current policy that just recommends it. LFT President Larry Carter says they've polled 13,000 of their members and the one issue stuck out with them like a sore thumb. There was a big concern about safety protocols. And instead of just having guidelines, what mandates are going to be put in place to protect students and protect teachers? Some localities and parishes have adopted 
adopted mandatory face mask usage in businesses and public buildings, but most have not. Carter says they're serious about their face mask policy and have been putting their money where their mouth is to make it happen. We have almost 40,000 face masks that we've shared across the state. We have 31 local chapters. Each one of them have the necessary face masks to give out. The LFT is also calling on members of the Louisiana delegation to support House Democrat created HEROES Act that would fund additional safety measures in schools. If the state refuses to mandate face mask usage in schools, we could see teachers participate in organized walkouts. Carter says, though, that's not being considered quite yet. I've not heard any place that I've heard of so far where there's any job action called so that um, we make sure these demands are heard. That's not been part of our discussion. And finally, tomorrow is Election Day for the presidential primary. Kevin Barnhart has a preview. Secretary of State Kyle Ardwin says this will not look like other elections. Hand sanitizer, commissioners will have masks, and we're doing all that we can to make sure the environment's safe for voters, just as we did during early voting. While the presidential preference primary is pretty much already decided. There are important issues and other races that are on the ballots locally, so we uh, urge everyone to participate and inform themselves. There will be one spread mitigation effort that may not be so popular. No stickers this time. We didn't want to spread COVID through stickers. I'm Kevin Barnhart. Well, the weather pattern is looking pretty quiet here over the next several days. It does mean it is going to be staying real hot here all the way through the weekend and all the way through most of next week as well. Pretty significant warm-up here. We'll be even hotter today than we were yesterday. We'll see those highs get up to around 94 degrees. The heat index this afternoon will be up around 105 to 106 Kind of that range in the later parts of the day. Winds from the west at 5 to 10 miles an hour. And true overnight lows tonight sit in the upper 70s. Sunshine and hot weather going to persist all the way through the weekend. I, in fact, I think at its warmest, the weekend we'll probably see the heat index get up to about 108. At times, wouldn't be surprised if we get some heat advisories over the next couple of days. We'll stay quiet and hot all the way through into next week as well. In fact, it doesn't look like we'll be getting much of a break in the pattern until late next week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, 79 degrees here at the KPL Studios. Our weather update brought to you by Albertsons. You can save at Albertsons boneless chuck roast for $2.77 a pound. Green seedless grapes for 87 cents a pound. And 24-pack signature select refresh water. 16.9 ounce bottles for just one ninety-seven each. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. And double checking your traffic. Everything is looking good right now. No traffic crashes. No breakdowns to report to you. Traffic brought to you by the T.J. Martell Foundation. In the fight against leukemia, cancer, and AIDS. Your support helps save more lives. Go to tjmartell.org to learn. Come. Friday morning, Acadiana's morning news. I, I've heard a rumor it is. Oh, my gosh. This week. I, look, it's so weird. We're back to that old, you know, like Groundhog Day situation where it's like. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, things, minor things change, yeah. you know, and mostly it's with the technology. I mean, like over the course of the week, everything works perfectly once, but nothing on the same day. Yeah. So, you know, here I, we are. It, exactly. Well, and like. 
for me, my air conditioner decided it wasn't going to really okay, work. Okay, so yes. Yeah, so tell me. Okay, uh, so number one, Daniel just now said two minutes ago yes. that um, heat indices <laughs> this weekend could reach into the lower 100s, like 108. He's expecting a heat advisory. And then you tell me yesterday that your air conditioner went kaput. What okay. happened? And were y'all trying to run it at like 54 <laughs> degrees or something? What happened? Yeah, we were trying to make gumbo. No. Uh, <laughs> so I woke up yesterday morning. I was like, oh, come on. I'm like, the floor was wet. I can tell like oh. the little p portions of wood were warped a little bit. And I'm like, oh, this is, this can't be good. So mm -hmm. the doctor came out yesterday and the yeah. verdict is it's probably going to be like the new air conditioner. Oh, gosh. So currently I'm trying to lay a golden egg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you let me know because, yeah, right? oh, God. And, you know, it always happens like that. Yeah. Um, like when you're up against like a crazy hot weekend or or you have roof trouble when yes. a hurricane's on the way, you know? It's always that way. You're so right, man. I was okay, like, well, I'm gonna... I was kind of extra bummed yesterday until I got to my show. And then I was like, eh, well. You know, at least, at least, yeah. you know, the air conditioners, hey, it's sort of working right now. So I was like, eh, it's cool. You yeah, know? well, that, that's it. It's cool, but it's not cold. That's the problem. <laughs> right? Okay. <sighs> well, you know what? I'm going to be sending some good vibes your way. Oh, thank um, you. Uh, excited to be back in the studio next week. And, um, you know, we'll we'll soak in that air conditioner. Maybe we can bottle up some of that air conditioning <laughs> at work, bring it, or you know, run it over to your house. But anyway, it is Friday morning, and uh, we have a full show for you today. Of course, our regulars, Caleb Morse. Um, of course, he'll be on. Um, but I am most excited. I mean, and no offense to Caleb who, by the way, is like, you know, he's the godfather of the beard on my face, which is still surviving. Um, and truthfully, it's only surviving because because it's I just don't have time to really deal with it now right. that the cast chronicles are underway. You know, like stand in front of the mirror, shave off the beard like it's it's surviving just just on account of that. I went, yeah. Um, so uh, anyway, so Caleb Morris is coming on. Then we're going to talk to Allison Schramm. We yes. talked to her a couple months ago, honestly, before all this COVID stuff yeah. started. And she is a psychic medium. Mm -hmm. And she, she's really talented and, and really interesting. So we reached out. I think, what did we talk? I think what our initial topic was about, you know, kind of just like accepting things that were meant to be, you know, yeah. like just sort of how to accept the world around us and, you know, and maybe not push so hard on certain things. And and then we invited her to come back to like do some readings for us and do some so we'll readings see. for you guys on the phones, you know, and in we'll the coming see what months. happens. We don't so know. We'll see. Yeah. I burn. I will tell you the other day. I felt so bad for um, for our friend DJ Digital down the hall. Oh, we were on why? a conference call together, and we were in my office, all right? Okay. And this was before, you know, the self-quarantine thing happened. This right, is before right. I broke my foot. I mean, this yeah. is before everything. Yet, it still seemed like the world was crumbling around me, like, as I'm on this <laughs> oh, conference man. call. Okay. And so he's sitting in there. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, what do I see out of my window on the nice sidewalk light that sits right outside my office is a cardinal. Aww. And I said, you know what? It's all going to be okay. Yep. And I point to the bird and I'm like, I just have to let it go. I have, you know, I have 
guardian angels who are watching out for That's me, right. so I just have to push forward. Mm -hmm. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, <laughs> speaking from 12 years of catechism here, uh, I'm happy when I see a red bird. So anyway, um, we'll see. We'll see what um, we'll see what Allison Schramm can do. Yeah, um, so we'll talk. That's going to be fascinating, uh, I think. That's going to be in the 7 o'clock hour, I believe. Uh, 8. We're going to do 8. Oh, 8. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, we, just, um, we had that kind of marked off and... That was, like, cool for her, so... Awesome. Yeah, it's going to uh, be a lot of fun. Also going to talk to Matt Romero coming up uh, in just a few minutes uh, about Youngsville. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a council meeting. And I'll tell you, Byrne, if, if anyone is trying to find a silver lining, at least at this point... Now, the numbers that came out, you know, the businesses that got the PPP, I think make a lot of people a little bit nervous about how sure. well taxable sales is going because obviously that money had to come from somewhere that's circulating in our economy. But um, I think to look at sales tax revenues in different places in Youngsville specifically, because we're going to talk to Matt Romero coming up, um, I am pretty happy it's not to the depths that were predicted. Yes. I mean, it, we just have to hope it can be sustained and hope that, you know, as the unemployment benefits tick off at the end of this month, that the jobs are back. And so maybe we don't have that dip. That's what we have to hope for. But um, I know it's got to be hard. And then <laughs> the next situation has got to be schools. And you had such a great <laughs> interview with Justin yesterday. I, I'm telling you, you couldn't pay me enough. I'm with and, you. And these gosh, folks volunteer yes. their time. And, you know, I mean, it's you couldn't because there's no way whether it's the teachers whether it's the parents um the students sometimes who you know everything is focused on are the ones that are sort of like go with the flow they're ready yeah. to go back to school yeah. you know whatever you know um yeah. but you, you know you have you have all these different things i had actually texted him um i didn't realize he was going to be on your show and i had texted him like a two-line thing that I had gotten from three different people during the day yesterday saying, um, this is the unreleased plan for Lafayette Parish Schools. And I'm thinking, are you kidding? We don't know how many people are going to die tomorrow. Are you I like, mean, like, yeah, you how, why would we have an announcement now when we're talking about like six weeks or so till school starts anyway? So I just texted my little piece. I said, any truth to this? And he wrote back and said, there's no, nothing set in stone yet because we don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> so, but I thought what he had to say about the Cajun Dome was really interesting and, um, you know, yeah. it's just well, and all so the Pontchartrain Center, Jefferson Parish Public Schools, they got to do whatever they wanted. They yeah. had graduation. It continues, and so and I mean, they were under like, the seventeen percent deal. I mean, like yeah, that's I think I know. is why there's a lot of questions that'll still have to be asked. And unfortunately, we know how fast the world moves. They probably won't ever be asked officially because you don't what have time happened? for the, that. You know, yeah. Doctor Savoy jumped in and said, "Y'all use the Cajun Dome across the street." You know, right. and our Cajun Field. Excuse me. So um, it's interesting. But, it is. So um, to everybody yeah. graduating today in Lafayette Parish Public Schools, hey, congratulations. Congrats, yes. Uh, you got, you know, a few more challenges maybe, but don't worry about it. You but know? you know what? Today's challenge can be solved with an extra bottle of water and a fold-up fan. You know, yeah, just, right? uh, just <laughs> make it happen. You're All right, hilarious. 617 now at Newstalk 96.5. KPEL on deck. Matt Romero from Youngsville. We're going to talk to him uh, about several things, including, including the statue. Yes. Oh, no, that's not on our agenda. Okay. You know what? You Put it there. Put it, okay. You know what? 
what we need to do is to go to one of these uh, <laughs> these council meetings down there. Right. And really, and you know, we bring designs, everything else. We pick our roundabout that we want to be in, and we just do it. I think or we else, should. Who knows? Maybe we just go stand at one and let someone take our picture. Then it's there forever. You know? We'll have oh, memories man. forever. Right. Wouldn't right, that then. be just crazy? All right. Quick break here. You're listening to Acadiana's Morning News on a Friday morning. Rob and Bernie here with you to wake you up. And Matt Romero is next. I love that sounder, Rob. You mm. make us sound so official. It tells you information is coming. Yes. The information train That's is right. around. By the way, um, yes. my friends, <laughs> my friends Amy and Blair, they're like some of our best friends. They live over in Gainesville, Texas, which yeah. is like right on the Oklahoma border. Anyway, um, <laughs> she said the fireworks show they were at this past weekend. Yeah. They were at one of the casinos in Oklahoma, and um, and they were all, you know, it was social distant. Everyone was sitting on their back, back of their truck. And um and <laughs> when they shot off the big fireworks and they st- started with the you know proud to be an American song yeah. and everything else, her three year old screamed at the top of his lungs, "Yeah!" And we're on the Trump train. <laughs> and she was like, "I don't know if I've been more proud or more embarrassed at the same time." Because of course everyone's like, "What are you? What are you talking about? Like, who is this kid?" You know. Anyways, just had to pass that along. I love kids. <laughs> They're hilarious, man. You never know. Hey, uh, Matt Romero knows all about that um, as well as, uh, you know, I don't know if his kids are yelling at fireworks shows. They're a little <laughs> bit too old for that. But um, but anyway, good morning to you, Matt. Uh, good morning. No, uh, they're not too old. I'm actually yelling at fireworks shows. So. <laughs> That's good, right? <laughs> you're never too old. That's right. Except, except when the fireworks go off in Youngsville, you're yelling, sports complex, <laughs> Texas yes, sales. Yeah, yeah, we had a phenomenal uh, you know, celebration this year. You know, as as always, our annual celebrations on July third, the day before, and uh, there were some questions with the COVID social distancing and all those kind of things about having it at Sugar Mill Pond. So the city took it upon itself, worked with the vendor, and moved it out to the soccer area of the sports complex while people could park all over the complex. And it was a beautiful sight when you're thinking of social distancing and COVID because. People were parked every other parking spot and had little bag chairs and all down Shimon Nettery. So it worked out really well. Yeah, it sounds like it was perfect. Yeah. It really was. Yeah, it was phenomenal. We had a great show at 9 p.m. and it lasted until about 9.30. Wow. Nice. You know, I think that's... Yeah, you go uh, quick. Yeah, it uh, it does happen really fast, and I think whenever it's uh, whenever it's you that's paying for it, and you watch how fast it happens, and you say, <laughs> "Okay, well that was a fun six and a half minutes." But uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. you guys uh, you guys had uh, a meeting last night. One of the things you talked about, and, and that we've really been focused on, kind of watching the recovery happen. Um, mm-hmm. in, in spite of a spike in cases and hospitalizations, um, we're seeing taxable sales numbers come in, and. Um, there mm-hmm. were some dire predictions, what we were thinking maybe at the end of March, beginning of April. <laughs> uh, but things have sort of leveled off, and um, people are settling into this new normal, it seems. Uh, kind of give us your take and what you guys discussed last night. It does. Um, we were very happy to hear um, that our, from year over to last year at this time, we were 12% above, uh, <sighs> which is great. The, the, the first time we've been in double digits for a while. 
we actually just finished our budget year at the end of June, approving the upcoming 2021 budget, and we only projected about a 6% increase, which is very low for us with all of the development and the business development and people moving here. Uh, but we wanted to be very cautious with taxpayer money. But this is about the time where we were going to see the March and April uh, results of, you know, what how bad it was going to be. And it was it was bad. It wasn't, you know, it dipped down really low, but uh, not as low as we thought. We're very happy where we're at. doesn't mean that we're going to be staying at this level, but mm-hmm. we're, we're still going uh, caution. You know, we're not just throwing it out in the wind. We're definitely cautiously moving forward and working on uh, dire need projects like roundabouts, road overlays. Uh, dredging, uh, you know, uh, different coolies and stuff that we can handle. Yeah. Uh, you know that uh, with the with the hurricane season and everything. So uh, those projects are still continuing, but uh, the ones that are the bucket list, wish list, are kind of being you know worked on, but on the back burner, uh, but not being put off till next year as of yet. So we're we're happy, and I think uh, the new norm, as you said, people have adjusted well. I, I think. Uh, some people got a little loose with the mask wearing, uh, you know, and doing this and that. I think our businesses that I've seen that I go to do a really good job about their staff wearing masks. Uh, they're encouraging patrons to, but you don't obviously you don't have to. Right. Um, and you know, people are, and people are, you know, the social distancing with the tents <clears throat> on the outside of businesses. I think it's uh, helping, at least in our area, we're seeing it. Well, and I almost think it's so, like, if, if you rewind, you know, history back to that first week of March, and if you would mm-hmm. have shown, you know, someone at that time what our normal would be now, I mean, I think people would have been absolutely terrified because just the thought mm-hmm. of wearing a mask, no, we don't do that here. Like, this is, uh, this yeah. is America. We, we don't have to do that here. We have things under control. And, um, and I do think that, as you said, as people have gotten comfort comfortable with the idea. I mean, I'm seeing more people wear a mask now than at the height of everything when I had to hop out to go to a pharmacy or something like that. And I mean, it might've been 50-50. I mean, now going into a lot of these places, I, I think a lot of people are taking it upon themselves to do it. Yeah. I think so. It, you know, and of course it's not mandatory, obviously. We, we've heard that news story and heard, y'all, I know y'all covered very well. Um, I know some cities I travel throughout the state that are their mayors are mandating it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's I think at the end of the day, it's, you know, if you're going to get out, if you're comfortable to have that mask on, you should. And uh, I, th- I think you're right. More people do have it on for the cautiousness you know, just being being careful for themselves and their family. And I encourage everybody to do that. I know we do that as a family. Uh, the kids don't get out as much. But when me or the wife does, uh, we definitely have something with us. Might yeah. as well. It's easy enough to do, yeah. you know. And look, I know people don't like wearing masks. It's hot. Mm-hmm. If you're wearing glasses, you know, your glasses get foggy. But look, it's not going to kill you, you know. I mean, yeah. just put the mask on and just kind of go with it, you know. Not the most fun thing, yeah. but just do it. But neither is That's COVID. Like, yeah. The whole thing is right. not really fun, okay? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Matt, I want to ask right. about another one of those projects you guys have talked about for uh, mm-hmm. a while and the approval just came down um, for Youngsville to take over Foster Park. What does that mean? What sort of changes are coming or does it just make it, it is it just cared for a little bit more because Youngsville's going to handle it? Uh, I, yeah, uh, you're right, Rob. This has been something we've been talking about uh, actually probably since my first term uh, you know, about six years ago. Um, we have a couple council members uh, working with uh, Councilman Carlson, the mayor, working with uh, Mayor President uh, Guillory, and uh, we were fortunate that at their last meeting they did approve for us to take over the remainder of the lease 
um, from the property owners. And uh, that's uh, for the next several years, and then we'll, you know, go from there. But we do, we want to incorporate this to where it's still a public park, just like our complexes in Youngsville. It's a public entity that public has access to at all times. We do run our rec programs through it, and we do on weekends have travel ball, travel soccer and stuff, uh, flag football. But this will be an opportunity for these teams to go somewhere to maybe practice football, practice baseball, or a family to go out there and enjoy the amenities of the park. Uh, we do plan on, uh, you know, giving it a nice little cleanup, uh, whether it's, you know, painting, uh, moving some things around, uh, pressure washing, just, you know, doing the basics right now. And uh, we do have our uh, staff engineer and our uh, public works uh, director that's going to go and do an aerial of it, kind of see what we can do and uh, what we can budget to do out there. Also to see, you know, what needs to be done from a cleanup aspect to get it up to, uh, you know, it's not in poor standards. It's just the parish as a whole with Parks and Recreation has had a difficult time managing the, you know, I think mm. it's 30-something parks they have yeah. on a, I think it's an 18-park budget or something, or a 28-park budget. So it, I think it was great. I'm, I'm glad to see that they moved forward with this. There wasn't any opposition. There were some concerns about our plans, and uh, I want to say again, our plans are never to make this a private park. It is a public entity. Uh, we have some great ideas, uh, and uh, I think uh in the future, we can share those, and uh, once we get to that point, but it's exciting for our for the residents, not only of Youngville but the surrounding area. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a good thing to have happen. Matt Romero from Youngsville, uh, we appreciate your time as always, keeping us up to date on what's going on down there, and you know, people moving around. But I I know during this whole pandemic, Youngsville is one of those places I thought about because I mean, even think about ten years ago. People who lived there would have had to come into busier areas uh, to get shopping done, to go to the pharmacy, to shop. And um, the growth that has happened down there has really allowed people to kind of stay close to their houses. So I'm sure a ton of people are appreciative. So we appreciate your time today. Well, thank you. I appreciate the time, guys. And I, I would uh, hate to not mention, don't forget to get out and vote tomorrow uh, yeah. for the Southern Peck uh, group. I know y'all been covering that, and uh, I appreciate y'all covering that for those people. And just get out and vote, exercise your right. It's a, even though it's in the summer, it's an odd time to do it, but definitely get out the vote. That's, that's what happens. Amen. Matt Romero, thanks so much for your time. <laughs> Absolutely, guys. Y'all have a good weekend. You too. Absolutely. All right, it's 631 now, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Uh, we're back with the headlines coming up, and then will we get Steve Pelican on the line? I have a oh, ton yes. of sports questions yes. um, that I have, and, you know, including the fact that the NBA players are not very happy with the yeah. bubble down in Orlando. We'll see how that uh, plays out on the court. We'll talk to Steve Pelequin from ESPN 1420 coming up on the show. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from KPL965.com. Good morning. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick with this news update. Louisiana reported 1,800 more coronavirus cases yesterday and hospitalizations up 20. The state also reported 16 more deaths. The state has also reported 151,000 tests this month so far. The huge surge in testing has led to delays in people getting their results back. Governor John Bell Edwards says they're working on trying to speed up that process. State contract tracing data has identified 16 outbreaks linked to restaurants, leading to at least 68 known cases. Assistant Health Secretary Dr. Alex Biu says that compliance checks are happening, but he's unaware of any business has been cited. 
The data has also identified that bars led the way with 36 different outbreaks and have produced at least 393 new cases. And as cases continue to climb in several states, the concern grows that college football will be delayed, shortened, or possibly moved into the spring. Ohio State and North Carolina have suspended voluntary workouts because of positive COVID-19 cases. But LSU coach Ed Ogeron says the virus is under control among his players. Coach O says the players will be ready for any scenario. Ogeron says his football team has seen a low number of cases after a spike that occurred in June that was tied to players going to off-campus bars. Louisiana's presidential primary is not the only thing on the ballot tomorrow. There are also local races in 24 parishes and party committee positions. If you're hoping to get your hands on the state's famous I Voted sticker, well, Secretary of State Kyle Ardwin says you're out of luck this election. They just don't have them. Turning to national news this morning, more states are coming off another record-setting day for coronavirus cases, with California, Texas, and Florida all shattering records on Thursday. And with cases still surging in hard-hit Arizona, more than 60,000 new infections were confirmed. Part of the problem, as the nation's top infectious disease doctor noted, is that some states reopened too quickly from the shutdown. On a podcast yesterday, Dr. Anthony Fauci said some states skipped federal guidelines on gradually opening safely. The president says his presidency and administration aren't being treated fairly. Trump tweeted he isn't being afforded the broad deference he said courts have given past presidents, and he described the situation as political prosecution. He says he was reacting to one Supreme Court ruling that kicked an issue about his financial records and tax returns back to the lower courts. Another decision says authorities in New York can go after his financial and tax records. An update to a story we told you about yesterday, the search for Glee actress Naya Rivera is now a recovery effort. Ventura County, California authorities believe she drowned in a lake about an hour northwest of Los Angeles. The local sheriff's department said footage from the dock shows Rivera and her four-year-old son. They were the only two people to get on a boat. He was found safely and has told officials he and his mom were swimming, but that he was the only one able to make it back to the boat they were on earlier this week. And finally, oil prices headed to a decline for the week as surging coronavirus cases ramp up investor concerns. International benchmark Brent crude is down 95 cents a barrel to 41.40, and West Texas intermediate crude is down a dollar three to 38.59 a barrel. Traders are most worried that states where cases are surging might return to lockdowns, choking off gas demand. Well, the weather pattern is looking pretty quiet here over the next several days. It does mean it is going to be staying real hot here all the way through the weekend, all the way through most of next week as well. Pretty significant warm-up here. We'll be even hotter today than we were yesterday. We'll see those highs get up to around 94 degrees. The heat index this afternoon will be up around 105 to 106, kind of that range in the later parts of the day. Winds from the west at 5 to 10 miles an hour. And your overnight lows tonight sit in the upper 70s. Sunshine and hot weather going to persist all the way through the weekend. In fact, I think at its warmest, the weekend will probably see the heat index get up to about 108. At times, wouldn't be surprised if we get some heat advisories over the next couple of days. We'll stay quiet and hot all the way through into next week as well. In fact, it doesn't look like we'll be getting much of a break in the pattern until late next week. 
From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, 78 degrees. Weather brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield. It's summer, but COVID-19 is not taking a vacation. Cases are on the rise, and Blue Cross wants the good times to roll. Everybody does. So they're asking you to mask up so we can get back to our festivals, parades, and tailgates later. Brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Louisiana. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. Right now, no traffic crashes, no breakdowns to report to you. Make sure you're buckling up out there. Our traffic brought to you by the Positive Coaching Alliance. Do you have questions about youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit association, helps you to find out how to make kids better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. Find out more information now by going to positivecoach.org. Rob, is is Steve the sunshine of of your life? I mean, I guess it depends on what he has to say. Let's uh, <laughs> let's ask him in five minutes, and then and then we'll sort of see. Good morning to you, Steve. Good morning. How are y'all? All right, ESPN fourteen twenty C Pelican with us this morning, and it's it's like we're getting more action with sports, but then I don't know. It seems like more and more. I feel like you know that wild card of actually having athletes to play, even if leagues decide they want to do something. It seems to get more and more sketchy. The NBA bubble has, I guess, uh, been blown, <laughs> and uh, and people are down in Orlando. These players are down in Orlando, already complaining about what it's like because you know they can't be around anyone else. The whole point of the bubble is that they go down there and they kind of stay in the hotel, they practice at the practice facilities, and then games should be uh, to come. What are you hearing, what you seeing, and what do you think is going to happen? Still not good right now. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Uh, yesterday, the the Big Ten announced that they would be playing conference games only, uh, college football this uh, this season. It looks as though the, the Pac-10 and the ACC will probably be next. You listen to uh, the athletic director of Ohio State talked yesterday, and it just it, 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 it seems like just the tone of their voice probably doesn't sound good about you know an upcoming season, and it's getting late now. I mean, it's uh, it's 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 July right now. Even for high school football, um, you know, if we stay in phase two, uh, which you know, look, I hope I'm wrong, but you know, with the numbers and everything that's coming out, I I, I don't I don't think that we're going to go to phase three like anytime soon. And as long as we stay in phase two, uh, probably not going to begin high school football in 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 September here. I still I'm still positive enough to think that they're going to get it in at some time. If it has to go to the spring, that it has to go to the spring. But you know, the NBA scheduled to begin late this month as you said in the bubble rob and orlando but they're taking a really close look at the mls right now who's also in that bubble in uh in florida and things have not gone overly well for them now you know the nba has a much more sophisticated testing system than does the mls but if the mls continues to have setbacks i think that in the nba and major league baseball is going to look at that and say well, you know, maybe maybe we need to maybe we need to rethink things here. You know, the bottom line is you try to you try to stay positive, but you also try to stay realistic. And and right now, it doesn't look overly good, to be quite honest with you. 
you know it it is touch and go and yet i think people want normalcy what about the nfl side um obviously workouts need to be happening this is this is normally a very crucial time of the year for these sports especially to get kicked off in the fall we know that uh preseason has pretty much been wiped but what does that mean well you know they're fighting you know it hasn't been um, you know, out there in the press a lot like Major League Baseball was. But, you know, the, the, the players and the owners are, you know, the, the biggest disagreement right now is over the money map, you know, and which is always big. You know, the, the owners want to put 35% of the player's salary in escrow, and the players are saying, oh, okay, well, wait a minute here. Now, they've agreed on a lot of things, and I think that if they do play, that, um, you know, and still that's a big if. You know, the Cleveland Browns announced yesterday that fans were going to be in the stands, but if they are, then they're going to have to wear a mask. That's just the way it is. They, they, they've mandated that. But in terms of are they going to play, even if they could, um, again, I think it would happen because the Major League Baseball Players Association is much stronger than the NFL Players Association. But right now the players are looking at, you know, the, the offer that the, the owners put on the table and, you know, the owners, again, they want to say, you know, okay, well, 35% of your salary is going to be in escrow. And I know that people out there are saying, oh, well, you know, they make a, a ton of money. It's millions of dollars. But, you know, really, would you want 35% of your, your salary to be put in, in, in escrow if it came I down know. to that? That's a lot. So I know. You know, I, that's another thing to put on the, uh, on the table. So, again, I just got my fingers crossed and, you know, hoping for, for sports along the way. Uh, bottom line is that nobody knows, but if I were a betting man, even with the NFL, I'd bet against it. Now, again, I'm positive enough to say that I think that it's gonna that they're gonna play at some time. You know, maybe they get started in in October. But again, it's July right now, and as you mentioned, Rob, training camps are supposed to be going on, not yeah. necessarily right now, but this month. Yeah, you know, I I almost think just the fact of how much money is stand stands to either be made or lost with the NFL. To me, I think money talks, and how many jobs, not just the players, but you know, stadiums and everything else, how many they support. That is what makes it positive for me. On the other hand, the college football thing. I mean, it's sort of like when St. Landry Parish closes school, you know Lafayette's to come. If if these Ivy League schools have made the decision, you know, earlier this this week to not have fall sports, um, I mean, I feel like I just see more conferences making that decision. Um, yeah, nobody wants to be the first. I mean, yeah, you don't want to be the first. No. It's easy to be the second, though, because yeah. you're like, hey. hey, hey, they did it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and, and look, there's a big difference between the Power Five conferences and and the uh, the Ivy League, the Ivy League generated about ten million dollars of revenue last year, which is a lot. But compared to a conference like the SEC, or uh, you know, my guess is, as I know, all five Power Five conferences combined generated a billion dollars in revenue. So you divide that by uh, by five, and you're looking at you know two, uh, what two hundred you know million dollars uh, two hundred million dollars, which is one hundred and ninety million dollars more than the Ivy League because it's just more profitable. But yet at the same time, yeah, you know the Ivy League was the first to shut down things if you remember back in March, and you know now they're the first thing to shut down you know for for, for the fall. But I, I, I'm still trying to be realistic, but also conf, you know po positive at the same time. 
And I still think they're going to play football, but probably at a later date. Well, can I tell you, though, and this is going to sound really, okay, hold on. Let me just try to think how I can offend the least amount of people. Well, you know what? They're probably not listening. It's all right. I always think it's so funny that Ivy League even has a conference because when you think about Harvard, you don't think about the football team. You think about the law school. You know, you think about yeah. that sort right. of thing. And I always, I mean, I understand it's part of the college experience, and and yes, it is college level sports, but but to me, it's almost like, I don't know. I, I just feel like there's such a spread between the average Harvard student and then the Harvard football player. It, you know, I mean, who's to say? I mean, do they have the same requirements to get in? I mean, there's just so many questions I have. You know, well, yeah, I was talking to uh, Harvard came to play the Cajuns in baseball one year, and I was talking to the coach, and he was telling me how this uh, this kid. Uh, that he was recruiting, uh, committed to Harvard, and that he could be a big difference in their team in the upcoming years. And he says he's got some great issues. And I said, I said, oh, I said he says he's got some great issues. Yeah, he says his he says he's got a three point four grade point average. <laughs> and I guess in Harvard maybe that is you know like great issues. But he says you got to have at least a three five. And he said and he said it's late in the year and I don't know how we're going to get him in next oh. year. And I said a three four. Oh, you gosh. know, it's like it just, I'm sorry yeah. if your if your quarterback can compute the physics formula of a tackle. <laughs> I'm sorry, it just it's not fun enough for me. Uh, Steve, what's coming up uh, here locally, uh, or or what are you talking about here at ESPN 1420 today? Well, you know, we we've got uh, you know, uh, people talk about you know do, do we want sports back? Of course we want. I mean, it's affected our business obviously in so many ways since uh, since March. But what we've been doing is talking about a lot of history, you know, over the past uh, uh, past few months. And that's always um, uh, that's always very fun to do. So, uh, you know, at least, um, you know, in my four hours on the show, going to have a conversation with a former Louisiana Raging Cajun basketball star, uh, Alonzo Allen, also going to go uh, going to go back and talk to uh, Shane Yeoman, who prepped at um, at UIBerry and pitched in the major leagues. For the uh, for the Pittsburgh Pirates, so uh, we're going to hold down the fort kind of with that uh, today, and you know, again, just kind of keep your fingers crossed and and hope that um, you know in, in the uh, in the future you get a, get a little bit more positive news here. Cool. All right, Steve Peliquin, ESPN fourteen twenty and ESPN fourteen twenty dot com. Thank you so much for your time. Been your pleasure. Yeah. All right. Yes, it has. Six fifty now at Newstalk ninety six five K Pel and Steve. I'll buy you your first nachos when we can go back to some sort of stadium. So just mark that down. Yeah. All right. We're back with more after this. New cars are really roving computers, loaded with hardware, software, and the ability to get over the air updates. So it makes sense that car makers can turn on or turn off a car's feature whenever they want to, unless you pay for it. That's what BMW is rolling out. Your Friday Consumer Tech Update is brought to you by LinkedIn. In uncertain times, it's important to build the right team. Visit linkedin.com slash Kim and get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Your new BMW will soon come with every single option. But maybe the seat cooler or the driver's backseat massager doesn't work. Why? You didn't subscribe to the monthly fee for those features. And it's not only comfort features, but the car's safety options like lane-keeping assistance and adaptive cruise control. Every BMW built after this month will be compatible with this quote-unquote upgrade. Great. So our car's functions are turning into an in-app purchase. I hope they offer parental settings, too. I'm Kim Commando. When you use the bathroom, you always close the door behind you, right? You don't want some random passersby looking in on you. So why would you let people look in on you when you go online? Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like going to the bathroom and not closing the door. 
Did you know that your internet service provider knows every single website you visit? What's worse, they can sell this information. ExpressVPN puts a stop to this. It creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone. ExpressVPN works on all your devices, even routers. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected, even if they don't have ExpressVPN. And the best part is, it's as easy as closing the bathroom door. You just fire up the app, click one button, and you're protected. Use my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash Kim to get an extra three months free. That's expressvpn.com slash time. This is a Acadiana's home for breaking news and weather. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on a 10-year saga, thankfully, come to a close. That's how long the little sisters of the poor nuns have been fighting Obamacare's mandate to provide contraception in their health care plans. It goes against their Catholic faith. So finally, on Wednesday, the Supreme Court upheld President Trump's executive order exempting the nuns from Obama's mandate. For 150 years, little sisters of the poor nuns have run homes serving elderly people in poverty. The Democrats who passed Obamacare refused to acknowledge that as a religious order, the little sisters could not be forced to provide services that violate their religious beliefs. Writing the majority opinion, Justice Clarence Thomas said the Trump administration had the authority to provide exceptions for religious and conscientious objections. He said the statute in plain language, allowed the administration to make religious and moral exemptions. Now, this decision, it wasn't even close. It was seven to two. Only the leftist justices Ginsburg and Sotomayor dissented. They're mad at the court's zeal to secure religious rights to the nth degree. But they're really mad at the First Amendment, which states that Congress cannot make laws that infringe on religious freedoms. The right thing was done here, even though it took 10 years. It's clear to anybody who respects the Constitution that Obama never had the power to impose this mandate in the first place. My friends, we're all living through tough times in our nation, but my good friends at Mahindra have shared with me that their customers are finding comfort in working their land. Mahindra owners are also using their tractors to help family members and to help out their neighbors. And your Mahindra dealers are there for you, too, right in your community. If you need a tractor to work through these tough times, visit whymahindra.com. Just build your own tractor and your local Mahindra dealer will give you a custom quote. I mean, they'll even deliver directly to your property. Right now, during Mahindra's summer sales event, you'll also get special savings on Mahindra, the official tractor of tough. So visit whymahindra.com now and bless all of us as we get through these tough times together. Take advantage of rock bottom prices and test drive a Mahindra today at Longlane Tractor in Abbeville or visit longlanetractor.com. That's longlanetractor.com. The Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at luxurylimooflafayette.net. Get the free KPL News app in the App Store and Google Play. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette. It's not just cases rising. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. As the coronavirus new infection count topped 60,000 for the second day in a row, there have been more deaths, like in Florida. Fox's Evan Brown is live in Broward County. 
Yeah, Dave, 120 new deaths are reported as of two days ago. We'll get an update this morning about yesterday. And Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is trying to get more remdesivir to Florida hospitals. The next shipment was scheduled sometime next week, uh, but we think that we need to, to get it here as soon as possible. Despite the surging numbers, DeSantis is still pushing for schools to be open for the new school year, which here in Florida begins in August. He says he wants parents to have options for either sending kids to school or having them educated virtually, Dave. Now, Evan, President Trump continues to blame expanded testing for the surge in cases. Joe Biden says the president's given up as the presumed Democratic nominee went to Pennsylvania to detail a Buy America economic plan. Joe Biden mocked President Trump's promise to bring back manufacturing, saying he will actually do it, promising to invest billions in technology R&D, modernize infrastructure, replenish stockpiles, and enhance national security. So the future is made in America. All of America. He said President Trump's been too divisive and has failed during the pandemic. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal, President Trump fired back, telling Fox's Hannity the radical left has gotten to Biden. They brainwashed him. He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know what he's doing. And our country will suffer. Our stock markets will crash. The president just tweeted again, pushing for schools to reopen this fall, threatening funding cuts for those that don't. Adding virtual learning has proven to be terrible. A tropical storm is about to hit the Jersey Shore. Then Faye is going to move up the coast. Towards upstate New York and then eventually Canada. We could actually see the severe threat as well later on today, including damaging winds, even isolated tornadoes. Fox meteorologist Janice Dean, America's listening to Fox News. Time's running out to win $7,000 a week for life from Publishers Clearinghouse. Enter now at PCH.com and you could win $7,000 a week, week after week, for life. Don't miss your chance to win, because $7,000 a week for life is ready to be awarded on August 31st. Go to PCH.com and enter before it's too late. That's PCH.com. Better hurry if you want the next big winner to be you. Enter now at PCH.com. Entries due 826. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. David Horowitz, author of Blitz, is predicting more protests against President Trump this summer. In Blitz, Horowitz warns Antifa wants to stop Trump. Blitz is already a number one Amazon bestseller. Tune in at 7 p.m. Eastern to Greg Kelly Reports on Newsmax to find out the real agenda of Antifa. Newsmax TV ratings are up 200%. Everyone carries us. DirecTV, Dish, Xfinity, Spectrum, Cox, Optimum, Uverse, Fios, Suddenlink, Mediacom, Wow, Armstrong, and more. Newsmax TV. Real news for real people. Kanye West says he's running for president, though he's missed a filing deadline in many states. The star rapper had been a Trump supporter, but claims he's taken off the red MAGA cap. The president isn't worried, telling Fox's Hannity. He's a, a very good guy. He is a person that I get along with very well. And in the end, I think he would support us over anyone else. Tomorrow night, the president will hold another rally in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. This time this morning, he will head south. The president today will visit U.S. Southern Command in Doral, Florida, for a briefing on increased efforts to stop the flow of drugs coming into the U.S. According to the White House, the president recently directed Southcom to partner with the U.S. Coast Guard, U.S. Customs and Border Protection and the Drug Enforcement Administration to continue conducting enhanced counter-narcotic operations in the Caribbean Sea and East Pacific Ocean. The president's trip to South Florida comes as the state has seen a recent spike in COVID-19 cases. Miami-Dade County, which the president is traveling to today, has the largest amount of cases in the entire state. 
in Washington, John Decker, Fox News. Now, there's new research out of UC Davis suggesting wearing a mask reduces your chance of getting the coronavirus by 65%. But there are people who refuse, and that has led to confrontations inside stores. One turned deadly. Security guard Ymir Hawkins is charged with murder after prosecutors say he shot and killed a customer outside of a Los Angeles County supermarket. Police say Hawkins got into an argument with Jerry Lewis, who reportedly entered the Gardenia market without a face mask. The confrontation later turned physical and police say Lewis was shot in the back while he walked away. Bail for Hawkins is set at $1 million. Tom Graham, Fox News. On Wall Street, stock futures have been down the morning after the Dow's 361-point drop. The Nasdaq rose, however, and is at a record high this morning. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Thanks for waking up with us on this Friday morning. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick. Lane Domek of Lafayette has been charged with attempted second-degree murder following a shooting that happened yesterday in the 600 block of Rim Road. Lafayette Police Sergeant Wayne Griffin says the victim is in the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Domek sits in Lafayette Parish Jail as the investigation continues. The man known as Mr. Mardi Gras died last month, and the Superdome will honor him with lights. WDSU-TV in New Orleans reports the exterior of the iconic Superdome will be lit in purple, green, and gold as Blaine Kern is remembered. He died at the age of 93. Now, the Kern family, synonymous with Mardi Gras in Louisiana, the company now handles floats and drivers for most parades in the New Orleans area. His son, Barry, sits at the helm of the business that builds everything from movie sets to theme park characters to the iconic Chick-fil-A cows that you could see at various restaurants around the country. In fact, at Mardi Gras World in New Orleans, there's even a room of Chick-fil-A cows ready to be shipped out. He will be missed. If you're interested in being tested for COVID-19 because you have symptoms, a mobile testing site will start up today. The testing will be set up as a drive-through test, and it's a free test. If you want to use this site to get a COVID test, you do not need to register, but that will mean you will have a longer wait. You can click on the website, www.doineedacovid19test.com. You'll then need to select Louisiana and then choose Cajun Field, which is mobile number three. LSU's Pennington Biomedical Research Center is developing a smartphone app aimed at making it easier for consumers to stick to their diet plans and gauging calorie consumption. Kevin Barnhart has more. Cut one. It's called the Portion Size app, and it's not available in the App Store quite yet, but it could soon be used as a tool in helping those that need to manage their weight. Co-principal investigator Dr. Corby Martin. We hope to get a quick and accurate estimate of what people actually eat. And importantly with this app, the user or the person who's trying to manage their weight or see what, what and how much food they're eating, they'll get instant feedback. If the app proves to be accurate, it will move on to be available to researchers and clinicians. How long before it ends up in the app store is to be determined. I'm Kevin Barnhart. The Louisiana Federation of Teachers is asking that state-mandated face mask usage while on school campus be put into place instead of the current policy that just recommends it. LFT President Larry Carter says they've polled 13,000 of their members and the one issue stuck out with them like a sore thumb. There was a big concern about safety protocols. And instead of just having guidelines, what mandates are going to be put in place to protect students and protect teachers? Some localities and parishes have adopted mandatory face mask usage in businesses and public buildings, but most have not. 
Carter says they're serious about their face mask policy and have been putting their money where their mouth is to make it happen. We have almost 40,000 face masks that we've shared across the state. We have 31 local chapters. Each one of them have the necessary face masks to give out. The LFT is also calling on members of the Louisiana delegation to support House Democrat created HEROES Act that would fund additional safety measures in schools. If the state refuses to mandate face mask usage in schools, we could see teachers participate in organized walkouts. Carter says, though, that's not being considered quite yet. I've not heard any place that I've heard of so far where there's any job action called so that um, we make sure these demands are heard. That's not been part of our discussion. And finally, tomorrow is Election Day for the presidential primary. Kevin Barnhart has a preview. Secretary of State Kyle Ardwin says this will not look like other elections. Hand sanitizer, commissioners will have masks, and we're doing all that we can to make sure the environment's safe for voters, just as we did during early voting. While the presidential preference primary is pretty much already decided. There are important issues and other races that are on the ballots locally, so we uh, urge everyone to participate and inform themselves. There will be one spread mitigation effort that may not be so popular. No stickers this time. We didn't want to spread COVID through stickers. I'm Kevin Barnhart. We're going to keep warming up here across Acadiana. We're up to about 94 degrees later on this afternoon. That heat index is going to be pushing up to about 105 to 106 by the end of the day today. Real hot weather on the way for the weekend as well. We'll sit in the upper 70s overnight tonight. Winds from the west at 5 to 10 miles an hour. Staying mostly sunny and dry all the way through the weekend, but through the afternoon on Saturday could be looking at a heat index that gets as high as about 106 to 108 in the later parts of the day. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. And right now, 78 degrees here at the KPL Studios. Our weather update is being brought to you by the folks over... Oh, our wonderful folks over there at Matthew James Financial Group. Wealth Management and Retirement Planning really is just a phone call away. 366-8366-366-8366. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. Well, the word about traffic right now, things are looking good out there. No traffic crashes, no breakdowns to report to you. So, just make sure that you're buckling up and that you're keeping it safe out there. Just be careful. Our traffic brought to you by Broussard Pochet, certified public accountant. Bonjour, Acadiana. Je suis fidélité au drapeau des États-Unis d'Amérique et à la République. Il représente une nation à la grâce de Dieu, indivisible, avec liberté et justice pour tous. Have a great day, Katie. You're listening to Acadiana's Morning News. Bernie and Rob are here with you. Hi. You get much more excited to say Acadiana's Morning News as the week goes on. Now I know. it's Friday and you've taken out all the glitter and feathers. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we're all excited today for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, okay, part of the excitement, I'm totally going to tell you, part of the excitement is I know that two people, well, three people that I told, four people that I totally think are really awesome are going to be getting together tomorrow for a show. And one yes. of those, one of those crazy, wild and crazy guys, Caleb Morse, <laughs> is joining us on the line. Hey, hey man. Good, good morning, Caleb. Good morning. How y'all doing today? So you are going out on the maiden voyage of the Kavan Bordelon experience, also <laughs> known as Implicit Bias. 
Uh, it's tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock, and we hear you're going to be stopping by. I sure am. Uh, you know, Kevon and I have talked about it in the past, and uh, this is a dream that I'm, I'm so happy that he, that's coming to fruition for him. Uh, I remember whenever he first mentioned it to me and the, and the fact that it's happening now and that he's pushing forward with it, it, it it's great to see. And you know what? And ever since we first started talking about this, and you know, there was a working title we had for a while called "Toxic Masculinity," and I said, "Have you ever talked to Caleb?" And uh, and, and he was like, "Actually, I know Caleb pretty well." And I said, "That's your guy." So, uh, pretty exciting. So, uh, what's going on in in your world uh, this week? If things to tend to, you know surprise us i guess day to day the uptick of cases that we see but what has it meant for your business because you are a small business owner here in acadiana you know on the on on the shop side we're still seeing good flow good traffic coming in uh, i am seeing more and more people wearing masks i'm actually getting calls if we sell masks oh. uh, on the on the range side i've noticed that and we've talked to a lot of people about the range there's still a lot of reservation um and I, I've talked to other entertainment venues like Surge and a few others, uh, and their numbers are definitely way lower just because there is a lot of concern about COVID. And as the numbers rise, people don't want to don't want to spread it and don't want to you know further what it's doing. You know, and and I think people are taking those risks. So, uh, what is the answer? Are are you selling masks? <laughs> Not yet, you know, and and, and I, I don't think I will. Um, if I would sell masks, I'll be honest with you, it would probably be like a bunch of Street Fighter masks that we are able to walk <laughs> yeah. around like school. You can. And you can wear bandanas wrapped around your face, too. I see people all the time who, would, on a normal day, look like they were just at the park, yet they happen to look like they're robbing Costco in the moment. And you know what? I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, just how it goes. I'm waiting for the, the, the random videos to start where people people run around and like act out video games all these masks on. <laughs> some people look like superheroes and some look Sir, like super villains now. You you're eighty nine years old. <laughs> you know, stop running around Costco. <laughs> um it's it's the end of an era. Uh, you sent us a story from the firearm blog dot com. End of an era, no more Glock Gen four guns. Tell us about it. So uh, about two years ago, Glock came out with a Gen five pistol which had some upgrades over the past. Um, a lot of people still like the Gen 4s and are looking at for the Gen 4s because it has finger grooves and a few other small, uh, subtle differences from the new firearms. But Glock announced unofficially uh, that they're gonna stop making that firearm and it's gonna go away. The official notice is coming out here in about a week and a half. So the Glock right now is already almost impossible to get because the Glock 19 is the most popular firearm sold in the United States. And with demand the way it is, it's becoming even harder to get. So to streamline the, the production process, Glock is doing away with all the Gen 4s, and they're changing over their 40 calibers to where they'll be offered in Gen 5 as well. Hmm. So you think people will be okay with that? Uh, some will. Uh, other states won't. Uh, like in the state of California, the only Glock that is legal to, to own in California is a Generation 3 Glock. So, so that's it, it? it? It's going to make things more difficult. That's it. Oh, uh, so wow. it's going to make it more difficult for states like that to be able to possess and own firearms. You know, and it, it, it puts a restriction on them to where they're not going to get the new production and the upgrades that the other areas are getting. 
Let me um, ask you about this because I saw this headline about Remington filing for bankruptcy protection, and then you know you read into it a little bit, and it's and there's one key word, and that is again. Um, this isn't the first time the company has been uh, through this. We're at a time where we're hearing firearm sales are up. Have they not been for Remington? They haven't been for Remington. Um, you know, ever since Sandy Hook, Remington owns owned Bushmaster, mm. uh, and the Supreme Court ruled that they could be sued for what people do with their firearms and everything else. So after the Sandy Hook shooting, Bushmaster saw so many lawsuits that it, it crippled that side of Remington. Uh, they shut them down. They're no longer producing those AR-15s, um, and they shut down all of their lines for AR-15s. Right now, that's one of the most popular sporting rifles out there, so they're, they're missing out on those sales. And then they've had a few blights in the past few years on, on what they're producing and the way that they're producing it, as well as the quality control that they used to be known for is no longer there. Uh, so three years ago, Remington went through a restructuring. That didn't help. Now they're going through and they're looking at a complete sale of it. Navajo Nation actually is looking at buying it. They've already announced what some of their plans are if they purchase it. Um, and they're looking at focusing on more on commercial sales. For the past, I would say, 50 years, Remington has been a leader in the law enforcement sales division on ammunition, rifles, and shotguns. Uh, and over the past 10 years, that has been a, a, a massive backslide on them. So that just goes. I don't see this ending well for Remington that we know. Hmm. Well, that's... That's just an interesting, I mean, you hate to hear that about any business. Um, Caleb Morris joins us from the Rustic Renegade. We're going to take a quick break here. I want to talk about the store. I want to talk about what people can find. And, uh, you know, it's the weekend. People are looking for things to do, looking yep. for porches to sit on. And mm -hmm. um, you have both of those covered. We'll tell you more about the Rustic <laughs> Renegade when we return. I'm Bernadette Lee, and you're listening to News Talk 96.5 KPEL. You're listening to Acadiana's Morning News, and right now I can see Rob Kirkpatrick doing his Steven Tyler okay. impression at the house. I was literally thinking, yeah, I, you know what? <laughs> I can't think. I mean, I know "Let Your Love Flow" is the one that gets you going. Right, in the morning. I love that. Song. You love it. Yes, but I can't think of another another song that just puts me right on the starting line, revving my engine, ready to hit my day, <laughs> than "Sweet Emotion" by Aerosmith. I mean. Name a better song, Caleb. I, I don't know. I, that's it. That, that's all I need. Sweet Emotion's really good. I've always been a, a fan of Dude Looks Like a Lady, too, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I honestly liked that song until it became synonymous with uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it just it, it, it didn't do it for me anymore. <laughs> Caleb Morse joins us from the Rustic Renegade. Um, is Caleb, what's going on at the store this weekend? So... We have a few shipments we're waiting on. We have more knives coming in. Um, we got a lot of stuff moving and shaking inside. We actually recently got uh, a local uh, knife maker brought us a very small, it's a Japanese carpentry knife. Mm. And I find myself staring at it because it's, it's literally a piece of artwork. Ooh. The quality of the craftsmanship that, that individual artisans can put into this kind of product, you just don't see it with, with most of your commercial made stuff. So what? So do you have them there? Like you're you're waiting for more to be oh, yeah. shipped in, or you have them? 
and I've got some in stock. I'm waiting Ooh. for a few more. You know, they, they take time to be made. Uh, he's got about 200 hours of work in this park, in a small pocket mine. Wow. I mean, it, it, that's the kind of stuff that you find over at uh, the Rustic Renegade. It's like walking into Caleb's brain. I've said it before. <laughs> There's everything. I mean, literally, you have this whole wall of firearms and, of course, knives and other things as well. But you also have soaps and uh, other guy stuff, books. It's like, you know, Caleb's favorite books. Guess what? He keeps them stocked so you can go, you know, peruse there as well. Um, so many great things. And of course, people have time now. So now is the time to go over and find something that you like. Uh, give a location where people can find you in your hours for the weekend. 2842 Northeast of Angela and Drewway, just past Buffalo Wild Wings and True Pie. Uh, and our hours on Saturdays, it's uh, 0930 to 1530, so 0, 930 in the morning to 330 in the afternoon. Uh, and then Tuesday through Friday, it's uh, 930 in the morning till 5 p.m. All right. Well, you know, there's something there. I'm telling you, I've been there and spent hours because there's just so much to look at. And, you know, one of my favorite product lines that you have is the Rooks leather leather stuff from wallets to tree. I mean, everything that you could imagine that could be made out of leather is there. And it's all it's all custom made and handmade. So uh, you got to go see him at the Rustic Renegade. Indeed. Caleb, have a good weekend. Y'all too. Y'all be safe. Hey, right, and, and have a good that. show. Don't let Kavan get too out of line. You show him the ropes of KPL and the on-air responsibilities of every professional here. I mean, with the exception of Moon, but everyone yeah. else, we we abide by some rules. And so, uh, so good luck. That's tomorrow, eleven o'clock. Implicit bias with Kavan Bordelon, featuring Caleb Morse tomorrow on the show. Also, I hear that um, Renee from Piper's Haven is going to be on, um, and I believe Burley Pellerant as well. Mm -hmm. So, pretty cool lineup of guests. Yes, indeed. All right, guys. Thanks, Caleb. Have a good one. Wow. Too much fun. I know. Tomorrow's right. going to be wild. I, I know. I, it's like I, I'm, trying to, I'm <laughs> trying to decide if I want to turn my phone off okay. from 11 to noon yes. or if I want to be in the building from 11 to noon. As it's a toss-up. It is, and I understand because as a brand manager, you're thinking to yourself, <laughs> I need to shut my phone off. <laughs> and as a dude, you're like, this is the best. So I gotta get I'll a cigar is... and get my stuff, and I'm feeling I'm listen. I know. I'll turn my radio up, maybe, and turn my phone off, maybe till about two. So any any anyone can have a chance to calm down. Uh, <laughs> who might be calling me? Anyway, that's tomorrow, eleven o'clock. Brand new show, Implicit Bias with Kavan Bordelon. Seven twenty eight now at News Talk ninety six five KPL, um, and we are back with more Acadiana's morning news coming up, including news headlines coming up. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from KPL96.5.com. Good morning. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick with this news update. Louisiana reported 1,800 more coronavirus cases yesterday and hospitalizations up 20. The state also reported 16 more deaths. The state has also reported 151,000 tests this month so far. The huge surge in testing has led to delays in people getting their results back. Governor John Bell Edwards says they're working on trying to speed up that process. State contract tracing data has identified 16 outbreaks linked to restaurants, leading to at least 68 known cases. Assistant Health Secretary Dr. Alex Biu says that compliance checks are happening, but he's unaware of any business has been cited. The data has also identified that bars led the way with 36 different outbreaks and have produced at least 393 new cases. 
And as cases continue to climb in several states, the concern grows that college football will be delayed, shortened, or possibly moved into the spring. Ohio State and North Carolina have suspended voluntary workouts because of positive COVID-19 cases. But LSU coach Ed Ogeron says the virus is under control among his players. Coach O says the players will be ready for any scenario. Ogeron says his football team has seen a low number of cases after a spike that occurred in June that was tied to players going to off-campus bars. Louisiana's presidential primary is not the only thing on the ballot tomorrow. There are also local races in 24 parishes and party committee positions. If you're hoping to get your hands on the state's famous I Voted sticker, well, Secretary of State Kyle Ardwin says you're out of luck this election. They just don't have them. Turning to national news this morning, more states are coming off another record-setting day for coronavirus cases, with California, Texas, and Florida all shattering records on Thursday. And with cases still surging in hard-hit Arizona, more than 60,000 new infections were confirmed. Part of the problem, as the nation's top infectious disease doctor noted, is that some states reopened too quickly from the shutdown. On a podcast yesterday, Dr. Anthony Fauci said some states skipped federal guidelines on gradually opening safely. The president says his presidency and administration aren't being treated fairly. Trump tweeted he isn't being afforded the broad deference he said courts have given past presidents, and he described the situation as political prosecution. He says he was reacting to one Supreme Court ruling that kicked an issue about his financial records and tax returns back to the lower courts. Another decision says authorities in New York can go after his financial and tax records. An update to a story we told you about yesterday, the search for Glee actress Naya Rivera is now a recovery effort. Ventura County, California authorities believe she drowned in a lake about an hour northwest of Los Angeles. The local sheriff's department said footage from the dock shows Rivera and her four-year-old son. They were the only two people to get on a boat. He was found safely and has told officials he and his mom were swimming, but that he was the only one able to make it back to the boat they were on earlier this week. And finally, oil prices headed to a decline for the week as surging coronavirus cases ramp up investor concerns. International Bentmark Brent crude is down 95 cents a barrel to 41.40, and West Texas Intermediate crude is down a dollar three to 38.59 a barrel. Traders are most worried that states where cases are surging might return to lockdowns, choking off gas demand. Well, the weather pattern is looking pretty quiet here over the next several days. It does mean it is going to be staying real hot here all the way through the weekend, all the way through most of next week as well. Pretty significant warm-up here. We'll be even hotter today than we were yesterday. We'll see those highs get up to around 94 degrees. The heat index this afternoon will be up around 105 to 106, kind of that range in the later parts of the day. Winds from the west at 5 to 10 miles an hour. Enter overnight lows tonight, sit in the upper 70s. Sunshine and hot weather going to persist all the way through the weekend. I, in fact, I think at its warmest, the weekend will probably see the heat index get up to about 108. At times, wouldn't be surprised if we get some heat advisories over the next couple of days. We'll stay quiet and hot all the way through into next week as well. In fact, it doesn't look like we'll be getting much of a break in the pattern until late next week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. So right now, 78 degrees here at the KPL Studios. All right, another weekend is here, right? It's on the way. You can see it, but maybe you woke up this morning without your sleep number bed. 
Oh, I don't want to wake up without a sleep number bed. That's why I never do that. Go and get yourself a sleep number bed. Look, as we head into the weekend, a lot of people are like, okay, I got to catch up on my sleep. Right. Which sounds like a good idea, right? Well, if you get yourself a sleep number 360 smart bed, then the bed's working for you during the week. You are getting, and research has proven this, a deeper, more restful sleep. You're going to wake up feeling refreshed and rejuvenated. You're going to fall asleep faster so that you're getting all the great quality sleep that you need all during the week. So you need all that stuff. So why not get it? A sleep number 360 smart bed is perfect. Okay, so my sleep number setting. And by the way, you and your spouse each get your own sleep number setting. My sleep number setting is 50. Brett's is 60. So whether you want a soft mattress or a firm mattress or you want to change it every day or leave it at the same number, that is the genius of a sleep number bed. You're going to feel better. Don't you need a little well-being? Don't you need some health and some restorative sleep? You do. I know you do. Discover the proven quality sleep. It's what you need. Get a sleep number bed. Go and check out the sleep number 360 smart bed. You, for a limited time, can save up to $900 on select Sleep Number beds. And you can shop your way. You can go over to the Sleep Number store here in Lafayette, right at the corner of Settler's Trace and Ambassador Caffrey, right in the same shopping center with Whole Foods. You can go online to sleepnumber.com. You can even do a chat if you prefer. Look, Sleep Number really is that terrific. It's life-changing. And they got the research to back it up. You're listening to American Ground Radio's Morning Minute. This week, we're getting ready for our 4th of July special. By- News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, so double-checking what's happening in traffic. We have a report of a stalled vehicle this morning. The stalled vehicle is right at the corner of Roger Road and Labesque Road. So that's a stalled vehicle, Roger Road at Labesque Road. In addition, we also have another traffic situation, and it's a crash with injuries. The northeast of Angeline Thruway, that's the northeast of Angeline Thruway between I-10 and Castile. Northeast of Angeline Thruway between I-10 and Castile. So we just want to make sure that you're going to be buckling up and keeping it safe out there. And a reminder from Blue Cross and Blue Shield, look, everybody wants to have all our festivals back. All the fun stuff, parades. And so Blue Cross Blue Shield of Louisiana is asking you to mask up. You know, if you're going to be going out somewhere, just make sure that you put your mask on. Cases are on the rise and it's summertime. COVID-19 is not going to take a vacation. Everybody wants the good times to roll again, right? Mask up so we can get everything back. Our festivals, parades and our tailgate parties. Brought to you by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana. Deadly. Rob Kirkpatrick with you here. Rob, how's the leg? How's the foot? You know, it's all right. I I can't really complain. I'm all casted up. Um, (laughs) So it actually helps that I'm working from home this week. So Uh, um, I'm just having to go about maybe 30 feet, um, a little (laughs) bit of a 30-foot commute, which isn't bad. Which, by the way, our commute is not bad except the time that it's happening because there's no body on the road so uh right without further ado the man of the hour is lafayette parish clerk of course <laughs> louis perrette 
So Louis Perrette is always kind enough to join us every time we've got an election coming up. I don't know if he wants to be up. the man of the hour, by the way. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's, a big, it's a big week for him this week. Anyway, good morning to you, Louis. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Bernie. How are y'all? Oh, we're, we're doing fine. I mean, you know, um, we are separated once again because he went off and broke his foot on purpose to be away from me. Oh, but please. it's going to be all right. <laughs> Well, let's talk voting, and thank you so much for allowing me to come on this morning. Oh, well, and, and truthfully, I only I didn't break my leg to get away from you. I broke my leg so I could park closer when I went to early vote. So it's a long <laughs> game thing for me, you know? <laughs> well, did you have to wait in line? Did it go no, okay? Was it was that all perfect. Right? Uh, the ramp was perfect for me to roll myself up on my knee scooter, and yeah, it was great. It was perfect. But, <laughs> I love anyway, it. so where are we? We got some numbers um, in the last day or so on some statewide totals, and those showed that 44% of some of the early voting across the state, according to the Secretary of State, was done by mail-in votes. Um, how are we in Lafayette Parish? Are we seeing that uptick in participation. I know that's sort of your hallmark. It's what you're hoping for. Well, absolutely. You are spot on correct. The Secretary of State sent a letter to every registered voter in the state of Louisiana who's 65 and above and informed them that they were eligible to vote by mail and encouraged them to do this with the COVID situation. And so our voting numbers have flipped where normally you had a bunch of people come show up like you did and vote early voting in person and then a few stragglers send in the mail ballots in Lafayette Parish. We've seen a complete reversal. We've had 7,402 ballots mailed out to the public and only 2,200 in person. Mm. So you can see it's like three to one now. Yeah. Now we have not received all those ballots in yet. We've received a little over 3,400 so far the mail-in ballots. But I think that what you're seeing is that it is people are paying more attention to it and perhaps, just perhaps, that it may indicate that people are gonna vote more and turn out more and we're always in favor of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's Wow. What are the time frames for voting? What do we need to know? Do we need to wear a mask? And do we need to bring our own hand sanitizer? What do we need to know for this weekend, right? Well, well first of all, I want you to not be shocked when you go vote because it's going to look so very similar to being in an operating room in all the precincts throughout the state of Louisiana. Each, uh, each worker, each commissioner will have a mask and our shield on and gloves and what we call protective body wear, which is like a light, light almost like you see an operating room gown that they'll have on. But for the voter, we want you to remember, bring your photo ID, please wear a mask or a face mask or shield. And you could help us out by bringing your own ink pen because once you present that ID, which we're encouraging the commissioners to let you hold up in front of them, not hand it over, mm. uh, we want you to sign the precinct register. Now, each precinct will have 20 sanitized pens in it, and we can sanitize the pens in between voter signatures, but you could really help us out if you bring your own ink pen. Please remember to social distance. We've got to stay six feet apart from each other, but we anticipate things going very smoothly. 
Okay. It's good to hear because I think there were a lot of people who didn't know how it was going to turn out given the delay in this because yeah. this is this is an election that should have happened in April, got delayed to June and then to July. This is the never-ending election. I want to thank my election team they, and, and these commissioners that all have come to the schools. They all understand the seriousness of it. And obviously, with the COVID situation that we're in the middle of, we've had, a, a, as you all know, most of our election commissioners are senior citizens or older people, and they're the vulnerable people in the COVID situation. Yeah. Some of them have chosen not to work. We understand. Mm -hmm. We think all the precincts will be properly manned we are taking special care for sanitization and and we want to make sure that things are clean and of course we have a phone in every precinct if anybody sees anything unusual or unsafe if they would contact us we will address it but y'all were talking earlier about turnout you know i love my research numbers and we yes. had some numbers done going back over the last 20 years and if that indicates anything, it looks like we will end up with an under 20% turnout. Mm. Now, of course, I would love to have 100% turnout, but I think this will be a good trial run for November, what we're going to face. And I think on your earlier segments of the radio this morning, y'all were talking about the uptick in renewed interest in voting. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that this presidential election, we do have a chance to hit 70%. Unbelievably, wow. I'm saying that. Wow. Because we're normally looking at about maybe a 65% turnout. I don't know if it's the economy. I don't know if it's the COVID situation. Or I just don't know if it's the president right now. But I do know a lot of people are talking about and are interested in the upcoming November elections. But, of course, we can't forget about that. Absolutely. You know, so, so many people are like, okay... Our local Democratic Party, you know, who represents us? Our local Republican Party, who represents us? There was so much discussion about this early on this year. And then we had COVID and we had all these other things happening. People kind of forgot about it. But this Saturday, this is your chance. Absolutely. You know, for the Democratic uh, Parish Executive Committee, they have seven candidates running for five slots. For the Republican Executive Committee, they have 12 candidates running for five slots. This is the most interest I've seen in these local government, local party elections in over 20 years. It's just, it's very interesting, and I'm certainly hopeful that people will take the time to go out and vote. Yes, yes, they need to. So I saw a question, and uh, you're, the, you're, the, you're the person to ask. Not, you're not just a good person to ask, you are the person to ask. <laughs> and uh, you folks are wondering, you know, you look at a sample ballot and on both the Democrat and Republican ticket, you are seeing people who have suspended their campaigns. Are they just on the ballot still because they filed all the appropriate paperwork to be on the ballot in the state? Yes, that's a that's a very good question. And the answer is yes. When you put your money on the ballot, I'm, 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 I'm not remembering the exact number, but I think it's $5,000 in Louisiana to run for president. That all took place a long time ago. And those ballots of this never-ending election, which has been delayed twice, have already been printed. So when you go to vote, if you are a Democrat, there are actually 14 names on the ballot. But 13 of them have suspended their campaigns mm. for the presidential election as a Republican. 
we all know Donald Trump is the incumbent president, and he will be running as the Republican. But there are six other names on there that have uh, that have left their names on the ballot because they put their money up, and the ballots have already been printed. So you, those votes will not be counted. It will only be for Trump and for Biden. And so that's where the parish, the local races become much more important because Louisiana is always so late, not in Iowa or New Hampshire times. We already know who the nominee is going to be. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's still there. Saturday, you can vote in person from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. And uh, please, please take the time to do that. Okay, so what happens with all those mail-in ballots? Do you have to wait for stuff? I mean... How does that work when you're tabulating everything? Well, this will be the earliest we have ever begun counting. We have uh, <laughs> approximately 12, 12 people who will assist us in counting the mail-in ballots and the early cast ballots. And we will actually start at 1 p.m. on Saturday tabulating those votes. Now, we're collating and lining them up. We're not actually counting the votes until it gets closer to 8 o'clock. The public okay. is invited to this, but they become sequestered, which means they can't leave if they enter the room. Ah. But we will have 12 people starting at 1 o'clock for a presidential election. I think the earliest we've ever started before was like 4 o'clock. So imagine wow. we're moving up three extra hours for an election that we anticipate less than 20% turnout. Gee whiz. So all those all those votes will be counted. They will be tabulated. If your mail in ballot is rejected, yeah. if it's not witnessed, if you didn't sign it, you actually will receive a letter from the registrar of voters after the election telling you your ballot was received but it was not counted and here's why. And if you want to see the proof, they keep those records on file, I believe it's for two years that you can review it. So there are checks and balances there for those early votes, but it does take quite a while to wrap that up. And that you bring up another very valid point, Bernie. In November, I do not believe we are gonna know who the president is on election day. Yeah. I think it's gonna take a couple of days up to a week when all <laughs> these mail-in ballots are, 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 are cast. And if it's not, if it's a close race, Look for lawsuits immediately to be oh, filed. I would imagine yeah. so. I mean, this could be the hanging Chad year all over again, but for, you know, obviously different reasons. Well, <sighs> we always want to encourage people to go out and vote. That's what you can do as an American citizen to participate in your government. That's Educate right. yourself, volunteer, and, and go vote and become, become involved in something. I don't care if it's picking up trash on the side of the road or volunteering at Boys and Girls Club or a school situation. Be a good citizen and voting is all part of that. And if you have not ever become a poll commissioner, they should inquire with your office about doing that too, right? Absolutely, the pay is $200 for the day and $250 for the day for the commissioner in charge. Now we know that they're not doing that for the money because 14 hours is a long day. Yeah. But it's part of being a good citizen and it's a good way to see your friends and neighbors yeah. at the precincts because most people get to work in their home precinct where they live. Yeah, which is lovely. And like you so, said, you know, especially in these times of, of social distancing, you know, I mean, think about it. You'll yeah. have interaction with people all day long. 
we're always interested in getting new commissioners as the other commissioners get older and age out and retire we need that next generation to step forward and i want to thank those people that do help us because in the times of uncertainty that we're in right now a lot of people are afraid to get out a lot of people are afraid to to just mingle and these voting commissioners in lafayette parish have just stepped up and i'm so proud and so appreciative and thankful of them indeed without them we couldn't do it mm-hmm. Lewis. That's, that's that's right don't forget your mask don't forget your ink pen and don't okay. forget to social distance and respect people's distances. Yeah, don't try to run up and start hugging everybody because you can wave to them and it'll be you can do a virtual hug, right? <laughs> that virtual <laughs> hugs are nice. The, the Centers for Disease Control actually has a handshake in which you make a circle and you actually never touch. I think that's kind of weird that America's become that way. But in, in these uncertain times, if you vote, I'm still okay with that. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Lewis Brett, thank you so much. And you know what? If, if it takes us a week in November um, to get those results back, we're going to expect you in our studio every day of that week so you can take the phone calls, all right? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Rob, you know how much I love this stuff, and it's just all part of our representative democracy. And so I thank the voters for participating, and I thank KPL for your interest. You know, whether or not it's the, you know, presidential preference primary that you want to participate in, or your local Democratic representation, or your Republican representation, look, we're going to have the list and all those candidates up on there, and people go and, and do this, and yeah, don't forget your mask, don't forget your pin, and just stay far away from your neighbor when you go to the polls. <laughs> Thanks, Bernie. Thanks, Rob. Oh, All thank right. you, sir. Good talking to you. All right, double-checking what's happening in traffic right now. Roger Road at Labesque, a stalled vehicle. That's Roger Road at Labesque. Got a stalled vehicle. Crash with injuries. Pinhook at Rue Ferdinand. That's Pinhook at Rue Ferdinand. There is a traffic crash there with injuries. A stalled vehicle. I-49 southbound at Gloria Switch. That's mile marker three. Please be careful. Northeast of Angelin Thruway. Between I-10 and Castile, we also have a fender bender there as well. Leveraging the power of Fox News Radio to cover the big issues that matter to you. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Depend on it. Fox News Commentary. I'm Jimmy Fallon, and President Trump wants to reopen schools. I'll teach the critics a lesson next. Time's running out to win $7,000 a week for life from Publishers Clearinghouse. Enter now at PCH.com and you could win $7,000 a week, week after week, for life. Don't miss your chance to win because $7,000 a week for life is ready to be awarded on August 31st. Go to PCH.com and enter before it's too late. That's PCH.com. Better hurry if you want the next big winner to be you. Enter now at PCH.com. Entries due 826. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. So President Trump wants to reopen schools. And as a parent, I agree. I've gone back and forth on the issue. But the other day it dawned on me that I'm not cutting it as a homeschool Spanish teacher. This epiphany occurred when my son asked me what date we celebrate Cinco de Mayo on. Homeschooling isn't working for anyone. Research shows the vast majority of kids have regressed. And by September, some will have lost a full year of academic gains. Turns out they call it distance learning because the grades are far from good. The American Association of Pediatrics is advising we send kids back, saying, quote, the academic, physical, and mental up 
upsides associated with reopening schools far outweigh the risks. To be clear, I'm not a health expert. The only doctors I know are Dre and Pepper. But even I know we need to give kids back a sense of normalcy. And if the doctors say it's safe, I'll drink a juice box to that. Keeping schools closed opens kids up to a host of other setbacks. And even a third-rate Spanish teacher like me can tell you that's no bueno. That's your Fox News commentary. Home of the Rush Limbaugh Show in Acadiana. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Brobridge. Lafayette. 60,000 more coronavirus cases. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. A new record reported in the U.S. yesterday. One count has it at 65K, with rising deaths in Florida and Texas, more than 100 in each state. Joe Biden says the president has given up. He's waved the white flag. He's walked away. His Democratic challenger says the Trump response was bungled from the start. The president, though, says... He's been taken over by the radical left. He has no clue what they're doing and what they're getting him into. Fox's John Decker, live in Washington. The president tweeting virtual learning has proven to be terrible compared to in-school or on-campus learning. Not even close. Schools must be open in the fall. And on Fox's Hannity last night giving his take on the increase in COVID cases nationwide. What we're doing is with all of these tests that we're doing all over the country, test, everybody test, pull up parking lots, everything else. What we've done is we've created a tremendous number of cases. Health officials from the CDC and the NIH have confirmed that the percentage of people testing positive nationwide, a key measure of the true spread of the virus, has also spiked. Dave? Now, John, the president may talk to reporters soon when he leaves for Florida, going to U.S. Southern Command. A new study out of UC Davis says wearing a mask could cut your risk of getting the coronavirus by 65%. More cities and states and stores are requiring it. If you don't wear one in Englewood, Colorado, you could go to jail. Many refused to cover their face in Orange County, California. Some people cheered when a Huntington Beach Italian restaurant declared itself a no-mask zone. The Huntington Beach police have now sent the restaurant a letter requesting it comply with the state mandate. Though law enforcement in Orange County isn't exactly tracking down violators. Fox's Trace Gallagher, a tropical storm Faye will hit the Jersey Shore today, then move up the coast to New England. America's listening to Fox News. Time's running out to win $7,000 a week for life from Publishers Clearinghouse. Enter now at PCH.com and you could win $7,000 a week, week after week, for life. Don't miss your chance to win because $7,000 a week for life is ready to be awarded on August 31st. Go to PCH.com and enter before it's too late. That's PCH.com. Better hurry if you want the next big winner to be you. Enter now at PCH.com. Entries due 826. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. David Horowitz, author of Blitz, is predicting more protests against President Trump this summer. In Blitz, Horowitz warns Antifa wants to stop Trump. Blitz is already a number one Amazon bestseller. Tune in at 7 p.m. Eastern to Greg Kelly Reports on Newsmax to find out the real agenda of Antifa. Newsmax TV ratings are up 200%. Everyone carries us. DirecTV, Dish, Xfinity, Spectrum, Cox, Optimum, Uverse, Fios, Suddenlink, Mediacom, Wow, Armstrong, and more. Newsmax TV. Real news for real people. 
President Trump is not happy with the Supreme Court ruling that he's not above the law and that a New York City prosecutor can get access to his financial records, though the justices sent it back to the lower courts for further proceedings, which delays the case. This is a political witch hunt, the likes of which nobody's ever seen before. It's a pure witch hunt. It's a hoax. Now, the court rejected House Democrats' attempts to get his tax returns, also sending that case back to lower courts. The president's former lawyer who turned on him, Michael Cohen, back behind bars, for not complying with home confinement requirements. He'd been released during the corona crisis. Cohen's serving time for lying to Congress and fraud. He'd been seen dining outside a restaurant in New York City. Then there's Roger Stone. He tells Fox News. He's, quote, praying for clemency just days before he's due to report to prison to serve out a 40-month sentence on charges stemming from the Russia investigation. Democrats say Stone's reduced sentence is evidence of the president wielding undue political influence over the Justice Department. But President Trump tells Fox's Sean Hannity. I think it was a disgrace that they didn't give him a retrial, Roger Stone. If the president does not intervene, Stone will head to prison July 14th. Sean Lanchel. Fox News. Charlie Daniels funerals today in Tennessee, and it'll be virtual, live streamed on several sites, including the band's Facebook page and YouTube channel. Daniels, who was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame four years ago, is best known for his master fiddle playing and the smash, The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Daniels died Monday at 83. He'll be laid to rest during a private service in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. Carmen Roberts, Fox News. On Wall Street, stock futures have turned up higher modestly ahead of the opening bell this hour. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Thanks for waking up with us on this Friday morning. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick. Lane Domek of Lafayette has been charged with attempted second-degree murder following a shooting that happened yesterday in the 600 block of Rim Road. Lafayette Police Sergeant Wayne Griffin says the victim is in the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Domek sits in Lafayette Parish Jail as the investigation continues. The man known as Mr. Mardi Gras died last month, and the Superdome will honor him with lights. WDSU-TV in New Orleans reports the exterior of the iconic Superdome will be lit in purple, green, and gold as Blaine Kern is remembered. He died at the age of 93. Now, the Kern family synonymous with Mardi Gras in Louisiana. The company now handles floats and drivers for most parades in the New Orleans area. His son, Barry, sits at the helm of the business that builds everything from movie sets to theme park characters to the iconic Chick-fil-A cows that you could see at various restaurants around the country. In fact, at Mardi Gras World in New Orleans, there's even a room of Chick-fil-A cows ready to be shipped out. He will be missed. If you're interested in being tested for COVID-19 because you have symptoms, a mobile testing site will start up today. The testing will be set up as a drive-through test, and it's a free test. If you want to use this site to get a COVID test, you do not need to register, but that will mean you will have a longer wait. You can click on the website, www.doineedacovid19test.com. You'll then need to select Louisiana and then choose Cajun Field, which is mobile number three. LSU's Pennington Biomedical Research Center is developing a smartphone app aimed at making it easier for consumers to stick to their diet plans and gauging calorie consumption. Kevin Barnhart has more. 
Cut one. It's called the Portion Size app, and it's not available in the App Store quite yet, but it could soon be used as a tool in helping those that need to manage their weight. Co-principal investigator Dr. Corby Martin. We hope to get a quick and accurate estimate of what people actually eat. And importantly with this app, the user or the person who's trying to manage their weight or see what, what and how much food they're eating, they'll get instant feedback. If the app proves to be accurate, it will move on to be available to researchers and clinicians. How long before it ends up in the App Store is to be determined. I'm Kevin Barnhart. The Louisiana Federation of Teachers is asking that state-mandated face mask usage while on school campus be put into place instead of the current policy that just recommends it. LFT President Larry Carter says they've polled 13,000 of their members and the one issue stuck out with them like a sore thumb. There was a big concern about safety protocols. And instead of just having guidelines, what mandates are going to be put in place to protect students and protect teachers? Some localities and parishes have adopted mandatory face mask usage in businesses and public buildings, but most have not. Carter says they're serious about their face mask policy and have been putting their money where their mouth is to make it happen. We have almost 40,000 face masks that we've shared across the state. We have 31 local chapters. Each one of them have the necessary face masks to give out. The LFT is also calling on members of the Louisiana delegation to support House Democrat created HEROES Act that would fund additional safety measures in schools. If the state refuses to mandate face mask usage in schools, we could see teachers participate in organized walkouts. Carter says, though, that's not being considered quite yet. I've not heard any place that I've heard of so far where there's any job action called so that um, we make sure these demands are heard. That's not been part of our discussion. And finally, tomorrow is Election Day for the presidential primary. Kevin Barnhart has a preview. Secretary of State Kyle Ardwin says this will not look like other elections. Hand sanitizer, commissioners will have masks, and we're doing all that we can to make sure the environment's safe for voters, just as we did during early voting. While the presidential preference primary is pretty much already decided. There are important issues and other races that are on the ballots locally, so we uh, urge everyone to participate and inform themselves. There will be one spread mitigation effort that may not be so popular. No stickers this time. We didn't want to spread COVID through stickers. I'm Kevin Barnhart. Well, the weather pattern is looking pretty quiet here over the next several days. It does mean it is going to be staying real hot here all the way through the weekend and all the way through most of next week as well. Pretty significant warm-up here. We'll be even hotter today than we were yesterday. We'll see those highs get up to around 94 degrees. The heat index this afternoon will be up around 105 to 106 kind of that range in the later parts of the day. Winds from the west at 5 to 10 miles an hour. And your overnight lows tonight sit in the upper 70s. Sunshine and hot weather going to persist all the way through the weekend. In fact, I think at its warmest, the weekend will probably see the heat index get up to about 108. At times, wouldn't be surprised if we get some heat advisories over the next couple of days. We'll stay quiet and hot all the way through into next week as well. In fact, it doesn't look like we'll be getting much of a break in the pattern until late next week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, 78 degrees here at the KPL studios. It is summertime, but COVID-19 not taking a vacation and cases are up. And the folks at Blue Cross, well, they want all of the good times to roll again. And they know you do too. They're asking you to mask up. So we can get back to our festivals, parades, and tailgate parties. Brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Louisiana. 
News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. We have some road debris northwest of Angeline Thruway at West Gloria Switch Road. That's northwest of Angeline Thruway at West Gloria Switch Road. That's a little road debris. Earlier, traffic crash with injuries. West Penhook at Rue Fernand. That's West Penhook at Rue Fernand. I'll make sure that you're buckling up and keeping it safe out there. A traffic update brought to you by the Positive Coaching Alliance. You have questions about youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. Find out more at positivecoach.org. All righty. So it is Friday morning. It's hard to believe it's Friday already, Rob. I know. It's it's the days are long, but the weeks are short. We're right? back to that whole thing again. <laughs> Where's Bill Murray, you know? Yeah, no kidding. Oh my gosh. All right. So with it being Friday, um, you know, sometimes you meet people and you cross paths with people one way or another. Um Allison Tram is one of those people. Uh earlier this year, we began a conversation uh with her, Rob and I did. And we thought we'd kind of get back on track with it a little bit. So, Allison, good morning. Good morning. And you know what you guys did? When we spoke the last time Mercury was going retrograde, remember that, Rob? Yes, And that's what you wanted to talk about because there's been (laughs) so much craziness during Mardi Gras. Yes. Well, as of tomorrow, Mercury is going direct. So we've been in a Mercury retrograde since then. And in addition to that, this is how clairvoyant or how wise or just you guys are just smart. You know what tomorrow is on Saturday? What is it? It is the sexiest Saturday of the year. Wait, what? Let me tell you what. Yeah. Tomorrow, (laughs) listen, to all, everyone who's looking for a partner, absolutely, on the 11th, tomorrow, Venus, which is the planet of love, and the main star of riches hook up and tomorrow it's about love and money so get out on saturday on the 11th isn't tomorrow the 11th yes Yes. it sure is yeah okay yeah yeah Yeah, mercury turns direct tomorrow so you guys in the communication industry can you know forget about that Uh like because it's good for all good Uh for you guys and then venus and the um the main star of riches hook up and so if you're looking for a relationship you've got to get out tomorrow so you guys chose the perfect time for me to come on and deliver the message that for everybody who's looking for the perfect love with money it's tomorrow <laughs> listen to this y'all well, and how about a little song for y'all how about, oh. how about this Allison oh yeah mm-hmm. that's for celebration for tomorrow and can I tell you I'm like great <laughs> Pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because there is good news. You know, we we are going through the pandemic, but oh my God, I'm turned on. My <laughs> my root chakra, my sex center is all lit up and I'm looking forward to tomorrow. <laughs> oh you now we've got really good things coming. That, okay. Yeah, so we need to look forward to that. So okay. it's, oh, yeah, well, go ahead, Rob. I, I just I'm surprised because you know we talked to you that time about Mercury and retrograde. I haven't realized that it's been still in retrograde this whole time and it almost explains so much oh well it actually hasn't 
It's oh, been okay. enough time, believe it or not, that it has returned, gone direct, and then oh, okay. it goes with the grade, I think, four times a year, three or gotcha. four times a year. So we're, so, we're, so we're ending another round. Okay. But we're getting so, into, like, a good cycle now? Well, okay. So it depends, okay, it depends on which way. I just, I wish you could see me. My body language, like, I just literally ran both hands through my hair, like, oh, I don't know how to answer this. Okay, so first of all, let me just tell you this. So what we're talking about today, and I'll get back to that, Bernadette. That's a really mm -hmm. good question. Are we entering a good cycle or not, right? Um, I want to just throw this quote at you really quickly. I'm yes. all about intuition. I'm all about trusting your vibe, going within, what does your gut say? Don't overthink, don't get stuck in your head, but go with your gut. So here's a quote that I found. Intuition goes before you showing the way. Emotion follows behind to let you know when you go astray. Listen to your inner voice. It is the calling of your spiritual GPS system seeking to keep you on track towards your true destiny. And that was written by Antoine Martin. So my point is we all have the sixth sensory ability and we all have this inner voice that says yes or no, fight or flight, right? This is a God-given ability. We don't just have five senses, we have six. So if you learn to read your own inner GPS system, then you can determine if it is a good time or if it's a bad time. Now, I I know just a little bit about astrology, just as they say, enough to be dangerous, <laughs> but there are days that are lined up, like Saturday the 19th, the 20th, and the 21st of this month is all about staying home it is not a good time to travel it's about tragedy and accidents and just just write down that i said that there possibly will be some sort of travel disaster um because of what saturn is doing now saturn has been everything in the sky everything's been in saturn and going through saturn right now saturn's retrograde pluto's retrograde um and jupiter's retrograde so um, those three planets together are about um, family and about government. Um, there's just judges gavels everywhere, just judges gavels, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. decisions being made, lots of government stuff happening that is retrograde. So that means the planet appears to be moving backwards, and it's not such a great time for not only not the economy, it's really not, but it's also uh, it's a time where everything is sort of all the doors are being kicked down and stuff being pulled out of the closet. Wow, my goodness. Okay, so you you told me some things about myself before we started this segment. that I, It just keeps playing back and forth in my head. And, and then you mentioned something a couple of minutes ago, and Bernie can attest to this, that the one thing that I live by is that the universe works itself out. Like as much as we stress about something and we're trying to find a solution, like eventually mm. the solution was always there and you probably had nothing to do with finding it. Is that kind of on par with sort of what you were saying a little bit earlier about, you know, getting things done and, you know, trying to achieve as much as possible in the shortest amount of time? I would say so, but that comes from my interaction with the dead because I am also what is called a spirit medium, which basically 
means that I have this ability to hear from your loved ones. And no matter if, if whether it's a, a easy passing, a quick passing, or if it's suicide, they will validate for me what it was that was taking place. The communication between them and living beings is absolutely a validation that what was lined up and what happened was supposed to happen. So I don't know if that's, if, if that's clear as mud, but from my experience, I believe that all things are exactly as they should be. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that, because, you know, sometimes we spin our wheels sometimes for he's hours He's talking about me, Allison. No, Let's no, be I'm honest. Not. No, he's, I'm not. He's talking we're, about his old we, Alburn. We try to We try to <laughs> overthink things, and then it's like... I keep running into these situations where I hit a brick wall, I make one call to solve it, and they say, oh, well, actually, I already had a conversation about 30 minutes ago, and that's done with, so you don't even need to worry about that. And I'm like, well, you know what? So why stress? You know? And I, I guess it's just my nature, you know? Well, that's a wonderful um, philosophy to live by, is that it's going to be taken care of. I think that's what I'm hearing you say. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. No, it, it, it and he, just does. Look, and I will tell you, the one thing you pegged about him right away off the air, this guy, he is, he's always moving, shaking, working, you know, like he is, he's got stuff to do, you know, and he gets out there and does it. We find that so often in people with the, the way that Rob's birthday is lined up. Um, is that they're not going to let any grass grow under their feet. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is so him. That is so him. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's why the pandemic has been so hard, because I've had to stay in one place, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I can imagine it's been really difficult for you, <laughs> and because you've got to be kicked, you know, you got to be blowing and going. He is in order to be happy. He is. Oh, my gosh. All right, so for for me, you said, okay, this is hilarious. Prob probably, you know, Rob's going to choke on his coffee. But um, you referenced me as being kind of a, a nurturing mother kind of thing. I do try to take care of people all the time. And they, they're like, stop. <laughs> right. And if it's not people, you'll find something else to care for. Yes. Like plants or... Um, pet, yeah, you know that you're just you're a natural nurturer. Yes, but there is something you and I both have in common, Bernie. That I saw is that you don't like to be told what to do. <laughs> I hate the word no. Like my mother once told one of my ex husbands, just don't say no and you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but that's that five energy that you have, very spontaneous. You know, but um, I can see why you and Rob would be a good combination because you're both just firecrackers. Oh, that is true. And sometimes um, we're firecrackers next to each other. And Rob's like, I can't look at you anymore. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I truly, that's when you, that's why you should ask me before you get married. Oh. Before you hook up mm -hmm. with someone. Yeah, we need to take a look at your numbers and see if you're compatible. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. So Rob is married. I'm married. We're going to send you that information so when we talk to you next time, you can tell us all the ways we went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will. But if you guys have only been married once, then you've done something right. I can tell you that. Because if it wasn't working, 
someone would have bailed. Yep, Rob yeah. wins the prize on that. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. So, Allison, <laughs> when, you know, I, I think it's one of those things, you know, people have often sort of turn to what you do as like a form of entertainment which which sometimes i just think you know you're, you're not a carnival act i mean there's a, there are some things that you have said just knowing my birth date um that are so extremely spot on then when you talk about you know being able to speak to people on the other side how does it feel for you i mean yeah. are you in the process of talking to to bernie and myself today like are loved ones coming to you? Is it something you have to focus on? I mean, how does that process work? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, I receive visual messages in very unexpected ways. Um, a lot of times, um, I don't always have to close my eyes, but I am clear. I, I see behind my eyelids. If I'm, I'm sitting in silence with you and, and you're hoping to hear from a loved one, then I need to sit in silence um, or sit in, in um, where not in the middle of the mall in the food court. Mm -hmm. um, I don't normally see your loved ones walking behind you. I never see that. I have never seen that. Um, I am clairvoyant in that I have clear seeing and I have a clear knowing. Like often I've been able to give people heads up about floods or especially in Louisiana, flooding, um, bad weather, um, things that were coming, and that's just clear cognizance. It's clear knowing. And then I also have clear hearing, which is clear audience. But um, they turn on and off, and they're not always on. But wow. I, get, I get messages like an Etch-a-Sketch. Some people, if I'm in a dream state, it is like a, a, a projector, you know, and you're looking at a video or something but not in my daytime hours. That is not how I receive messages. Uh, it's like an Etch-a-Sketch and someone drawing six figures almost for me. But I just simply trust it. I don't know always what it means. Most of the time I don't know what it means. Um, but it has significance. And I may have to wait for it to unfold. I had someone tell me yesterday, and I, I get these messages. I get letters. I get stuff all the time. But something you told me two years ago, Wow. just happened, you know? And so when I give you a message, I've gotten, my gifts are changing. My gifts are shifting somewhat. There's a lot more prophetic work and timelines. I've, I've found that I'm, I'm really comfortable giving a timeline. Like I could, when is my house going to sell? You know, or um, all, any type of, any, and medical scanning too, like going within, Oh, I got a note yesterday, I think, from a woman um, who said on Facebook I was doing some readings live um, with another woman in Lafayette, and I gave a message about, um, let's see, was it clogged arteries, I think, or I saw something with a card with cardiac. She was scheduled to have, like, uh, her third surgery for breast cancer or something, and she mentioned it to her and to her doctor and her doctor took a look and indeed um he said it saved her life so wow. and it was just but oh and i've had that a lot i I've, I've had recently a woman say to me i went home and told my husband you said he had two clogged arteries and he said what am i supposed to tell the doctor a psychic said i have two clogged <laughs> arteries and she said i don't really care what we tell him but yeah. we're going and she said that week he got two stents for two clogged arteries good lord so well, did this yeah. always okay but, real 
real quick, because we don't have a lot of time left, but I've got to know, have you always been able to experience this? And if so, when you were younger, did it did it really bother you? Um, okay, so I remember closing my eyes and seeing people. I would see people with my eyes closed as a small child, sleeping alone in a room, in a dark room. And I would try to fall asleep with my eyes open because there was less activity with my eyes open staring into the darkness than there was with my eyes closed. So I had clairvoyance and I didn't know what it was. Um, but then I also had a near-death experience when I was two. So my question is, I don't know. Like, I don't know if this was something I was born with. According to my astrological chart, absolutely, very psychic, was born, showed up to do this work. Have a past life as a mystic. So according to my chart. So I guess um, I was born with this, but... Um, it's never, did it bother me only because I ran into a lot of people wanting to say it was of the devil, but there is absolutely no way that the devil does healing work through grief by validating the love Mm -hmm. that your loved ones have for you. Wow. Well, Allison, this has been absolutely, uh, God, beyond interesting. Thank you for uh, taking some time with us today. And we do look forward to, to talking to you in a few weeks, and, and we'll check back in with you. Okay, that'll be great. And I hope, I look forward to seeing what date you guys choose, because don't forget, we've got another thing that you guys need to know on July 22nd. It's all about your strong women women coming out in power and taking action. Mm. So we've got some, fe- the female warrior star is is making its first appearance on july 22nd so if you have any women that aren't happy with you you might want to go get in the closet maybe not. Because we've got some strong women coming after you wow allison Tram, uh thank you so much um i i can't wait to be able to do this when we can take some calls and maybe you could do some live readings for us and, and we'll get that on the calendar to. All right. Yeah, that'll be fun. Okay, lots of love, guys. Thanks for calling. You too. All right, have a good weekend. Wow. Hey, Rob, like hmm. this, the first thing she said about you is you're always doing stuff. I was like, yep, that guy, you are, man. You're always well, on the move. And you know what? I think the hard part of it is, is, you know what? I never feel busy. People mm-hmm. tell me all the time, like, you're doing too much. You need to do this. You need to, you know. You really need to think about doing this. You should really, I mean, I can't tell you how many people in my life have been like, you You just move around too much. You're never home. You never do whatever. But I don't feel busy. Mm. You know, I mean, I just, just feel like normal. How I am, you know, but. Well, that's interesting. Knows? Yeah, because I guess you wouldn't know any different because you just always been a, a go-getter. How about I that? I yeah. guess so. Mm-hmm. How about that? Anyway, Allison Stram, that was pretty fun. Yes. All right. Let's take a quick break here, Burn, and then we'll have some news coming up. And then we talk to Steve Pelquin from ESPN 1420. All that and more coming up. Celebrating 20 years of enlightening Acadiana, Moon Griffon, next on News Talk 96.5. K- Get the best sleep of your life. Helix makes personalized mattresses to fit your unique body type and sleep preferences. Go to helixsleep.com and get up to $200 off mattress orders. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from kpel96.5.com.
Good morning, I'm Rob Kirkpatrick with this news update. Louisiana reported 1,800 more coronavirus cases yesterday and hospitalizations up 20. The state also reported 16 more deaths. The state has also reported 151,000 tests this month so far. But the huge surge in testing has led to delays in people getting their results back. Governor John Bell Edwards says they're working on trying to speed up that process. State contract tracing data has identified 16 outbreaks linked to restaurants, leading to at least 68 known cases. Assistant Health Secretary Dr. Alex Biu says that compliance checks are happening, but he's unaware of any business has been cited. The data has also identified that bars led the way with 36 different outbreaks and have produced at least 393 new cases. And as cases continue to climb in several states, the concern grows that college football will be delayed, shortened, or possibly moved into the spring. Ohio State and North Carolina have suspended voluntary workouts because of positive COVID-19 cases. But LSU coach Ed Ogeron says the virus is under control among his players. Coach O says the players will be ready for any scenario. Ogeron says his football team has seen a low number of cases after a spike that occurred in June that was tied to players going to off campus bars. Louisiana's presidential primary is not the only thing on the ballot tomorrow. There are also local races in 24 parishes and party committee positions. If you're hoping to get your hands on the state's famous I voted sticker, well, Secretary of State Kyle Ardwin says you're out of luck this election. They just don't have them. Turning to national news this morning, more states are coming off another record-setting day for coronavirus cases, with California, Texas, and Florida all shattering records on Thursday. And with cases still surging in hard-hit Arizona, more than 60,000 new infections were confirmed. Part of the problem, as the nation's top infectious disease doctor noted, is that some states reopened too quickly from the shutdown. On a podcast yesterday, Dr. Anthony Fauci said some states skipped federal guidelines on gradually opening safely. The president says his presidency and administration aren't being treated fairly. Trump tweeted he isn't being afforded the broad deference he said courts have given past presidents, and he described the situation as political prosecution. He says he was reacting to one Supreme Court ruling that kicked an issue about his financial records and tax returns back to the lower courts. Another decision says authorities in New York can go after his financial and tax records. An update to a story we told you about yesterday, the search for Glee actress Naya Rivera is now a recovery effort. Ventura County, California authorities believe she drowned in a lake about an hour northwest of Los Angeles. The local sheriff's department said footage from the dock shows Rivera and her four-year-old son. They were the only two people to get on a boat. He was found safely and has told officials he and his mom were swimming, but that he was the only one able to make it back to the boat they were on earlier this week. And finally, oil prices headed to a decline for the week as surging coronavirus cases ramp up investor concerns. International benchmark Brent crude is down 95 cents a barrel to 41.40, and West Texas intermediate crude is down a dollar three to 38.59 a barrel. Traders are most worried that states where cases are surging might return to lockdowns, choking off gas demand. Plenty of sunshine out there today. It's going to be an even hotter day than it was yesterday. We'll see those temperatures get up to about 94 degrees in the afternoon with a heat index that's going to push up to around 105, 106 a little bit later on today. Winds from the west at 5 to 10 miles an hour. 
And your overnight lows tonight are going to be sitting in the upper 70s. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, 83 degrees here at KPL. Double checking what's happening in traffic. We've got a fender bender on Pinhook. It's between Auburn and St. Mary. It's on Pinhook between Auburn and St. Mary. Make sure you buckle up out there. Four. Good morning to you, Steve. Good morning. How are y'all? All right, ESPN 1420, C Pelican with us this morning. And it's it's like we're getting more action with sports, but then, I don't know, it seems like more and more I feel like, you know, that wild card of actually having athletes to play, even if leagues decide they want to do something, it seems to get more and more sketchy. The NBA bubble has... I guess uh, I've been blown, <laughs> and uh, and people are down in Orlando. These players are down in Orlando, already complaining about what it's like because you know they can't be around anyone else. The whole point of the bubble is that they go down there and they kind of stay in the hotel. They practice the practice facilities, and then games should be uh, to come. What are you hearing? What you see? And what do you think is going to happen? Still not good right now. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Uh, yesterday, the the Big Ten announced that they would be playing. Conference games only, uh, college football this uh, this season. It looks as though the the Pac-10 and the ACC will probably be next. You listen to uh, the athletic director of Ohio State talk yesterday, and it just it it, it, it seems like just the tone of their voice probably doesn't sound good about you know an upcoming season. And it's getting late now. I mean, it's uh it's 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 July right now, even for high school football. Um, you know, if we stay in phase two, uh, which, you know, look, I hope I'm wrong, but you know, with the numbers and everything that's coming out, I, I, I don't, I don't think that we're going to go to phase three, like anytime soon. And as long as we stay in phase two, uh, probably not going to begin high school football in, in, in September here. I still, I'm still positive enough to think that they're going to get it in at some time. If it has to go to the spring, then it has to go to the spring, but you know, the NBA, scheduled to begin late this month as you said in the bubble rob in orlando but they're taking a really close look at the mls right now who's also in that bubble in uh in florida and things have not gone overly well for them now you know the nba has a much more sophisticated testing system than does the mls but if the mls continues to have setbacks i think that in the nba and major league baseball is going to look at that and say well, you know, maybe maybe we need to maybe we need to rethink things here. You know, the bottom line is you try to you try to stay positive, but you also try to stay realistic. And and right now, it doesn't look overly good, to be quite honest with you. You know, it it is touch and go. Yet, I think people want normalcy. What about the NFL side? Um, obviously, workouts need to be happening. This is this is normally a very crucial time of the year. For these sports, especially to get kicked off in the fall, we know that uh, preseason has pretty much been wiped. But what does that mean? Well, you know, they're fighting. You know, it hasn't been, um, you know, out there in the press a lot like Major League Baseball was. But you know, the the, the players and the owners are 
you know, the, the biggest disagreement right now is over the money map, mm. you know, and which is always big. You know, the, the owners want to put 35% of the player's salary in escrow, and the players are saying, oh, okay, well, wait a minute here. Now, they've agreed on a lot of things, and I think that if they do play, that, um, you know, and still that's a big if. You know, the Cleveland Browns announced yesterday that fans were going to be in the stands, but if they are, then they're going to have to wear a mask. That's just the way it is. They, they, they've mandated that. But in terms of are they going to play, even if they could, um, again, I think it would happen because the Major League Baseball Players Association is much stronger than the NFL Players Association. But right now the players are looking at, you know, the, the offer that the, the owners put on the table. And, you know, the owners, again, they want to say, you know, okay, well, 35% of your salary is going to be in escrow. And I know that people out there are saying, oh, well, you know, they make a, a ton of money. It's millions of dollars. But... You know, really, would you want 35% of your, your salary to be put in, in, in escrow if it came down to that? That's a lot. So I know. You know, I, that's another thing to put on the uh, on the table. So, again, I just got my fingers crossed and, you know, hoping for, for sports along the way. Uh, bottom line is that nobody knows. But if I were a betting man, even with the NFL, I'd bet against it. Now, again, I'm positive enough to say that I think that it's going to – they're going to play at some time – you know, maybe they get started in, in October. But, again, it's July right now. And as you mentioned, Rob, training camps are supposed to be going on, not yeah. necessarily right now, but this month. Yeah. You know, I I almost think just the fact of how much money is stand, stands to either be made or lost with the NFL, to me, I think money talks. And how many jobs, not just the players, but you know, stadiums and everything else, how many they support – that is what makes it positive for me. On the other hand, the college football thing, I mean, it's sort of like when, say, Landry Parish closes school, you know Lafayette's to come. If if these Ivy League schools have made the decision, you know, earlier this, this week to not have fall sports, um, I mean, I feel like I just see more conferences making that decision. Um, yeah, nobody wants to be the first. I mean, yeah, you don't want to be the first. No. It's easy to be the second, though, because yeah. you're like, hey. Hey, they did it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and and look, there's a big difference between the Power Five conferences and and the uh, the Ivy League. The Ivy League generated about $10 million of revenue last year, which is a lot. But compared to a conference like the SEC or, uh, you know, my guess is, as I know, all five Power Five conferences combined generated a billion dollars in revenue. So you divide that by uh, by five. And you're looking at you know two, uh, what two hundred you know million dollars uh, two hundred million dollars, which is one hundred and ninety million dollars more than the Ivy League because it's just more profitable. But yet at the same time, yeah, you know the Ivy League was the first to shut down things if you remember back in March, and you know now they're the first thing to shut down you know for for, for the fall. But I, I, I'm still trying to be realistic, but also conf, uh, you know po- positive at the same time. And I still think they're going to play football, but probably at a later date. Well, can I tell you, though, and this is going to sound really, okay, hold on. Let me try to think how I can offend the least amount of people. Well, you know what? They're probably not listening. It's all right. I always think it's so funny that Ivy League even has a conference. Because when you think about Harvard, you don't think about the football team. You think about the law school. You know, you think about that sort of thing. And I always, I mean, I understand it's part of the college experience, and and yes, it is college level sports, but but to me, it's almost like, I don't know, I, I just feel like there's such a spread between the average Harvard student and then the Harvard football player. It, you know, I mean, who's to say? I mean, 
Do they have the same requirements to get in? I mean, there's just so many questions I have. You know, I, yeah, I was talking to uh, Harvard came to play the Cajuns in baseball one year, and I was talking to the coach, and he was telling me how this, this kid uh, that he was recruiting uh, committed to Harvard and that he could be a big difference in their team in the upcoming years. And he says he's got some great issues. And I said, I said, oh, I said, he says he's got some great issues. Yeah, he says, his, he says he's got a 3.4 grade point average. <laughs> and I guess in Harvard, maybe that is, you know, like great issues. But he says, you got to have at least a 3.5. And he said, and he said, it's late in the year, and I don't know how we're going to get him in next oh. year. And I'm saying, a 3.4? Oh, you gosh. know, it's like it just, I'm sorry yeah. if your if your quarterback can compute the physics formula of a tackle. <laughs> I'm sorry, it just it's not fun enough for me. Steve Pelquin, ESPN 1420 and ESPN 1420.com. Thank you so much for your time.